Hello, and welcome to another episode of Waiting for Game. I'm here, your host for tonight, Edwin Budding, the editor-in-chief of Melee Stats, author of the Book of Melee. And you'll notice something a little odd this week. Usually, it's my good friend Wheat over here, leading the ship, running the intro, and doing everything. But unfortunately, Wheat's kind of had an eventful weekend, and an eventful last week for that matter. That's left him in a bit of a rough spot. Um, my good friend, uh, you know, my co-captain, unfortunately, not only contracted COVID, but he contracted COVID in England, in Stoke, on Trent. So, some could say the worst place to get it. Yeah, some some could say precisely that. I, you know, I don't know what's worse between you know getting getting a very threatening disease or being stuck in Stoke on Trent for the last week. But you know, I'm here to kind of lead us through the show in the meantime while. My wonderful, sick friend is holding up and doing his best to survive in this awful town. But I'm really happy to have him on the show this week. Um, you know, it's it's very late over there. I, I don't quite know what compelled uh, a good friend to come on tonight other than sheer willpower and love for the game and love for the community. We, you know, so many of us are worried about you because you're stuck in this awful place and you're sick. And you're coughing and all this stuff. <laughs> really horrible. I, I would not wish this upon any anyone. He's no laughing. matter what my beef He's was. Laughing. Just totally in the dirt. But I do appreciate you crawling out of it to come here. Can you give a status check or can you can you let everyone know how you're doing? Are are things looking up? Will you be able to escape this place? How are you feeling, Wheat? You know, um, you have a lot of good questions. You've posed a lot of great questions. Uh, by the way, don't get used to doing the intros. <laughs> I'm glad you're having fun. I'll be back next week. Um, if we do next week, hey, we're a bi-weekly show, as we love to say. Uh, but yeah, I guess um, uh, I got COVID. And, I, and you know, I did make a tweet about this, but forever, maybe you watch this show, but you don't follow me on Twitter. You didn't see the tweet. Um, it, it's been about probably 30 months, give or take. Um, I think, like, officially, less, fewer than 30 um, just because we think that we started getting COVID in March. Um, probably has been around for longer than March. So I'll say 30. So 30 months in the U.S. with COVID around, um, mo- the majority of which I worked at a retail store. I worked at a very big, very popular, very crowded retail store um, that was busy the entirety of the time I worked there. Um, and gone to a lot of majors, gone to a lot of events, never got COVID. I avoided COVID. I avoided COVID in events where every single person felt like they're getting it. I went to Smash Summit. I didn't get COVID. Day three in England. (laughs) So SF and I, we take the train to Stoke-on-Trent, and I get a little tired on the train because I had like four hours of sleep the night before, and uh, we're talking about I'm going to go take a kip. You know, I'm, I'm absolutely knackered, just right shattered. Uh, I'm going to, if I don't take a kip, I'm not going to be chuffed. You know, so, yeah, normal stuff that you say here. Um, and I fall asleep and I wake up and I am sick. I am out of it. Uh, and I, I take the test and I see the, the COVID line for the first time ever. And not only that, it is a thick line, like a thick boy. Um, but yeah, in the, in the days since, uh, 
really that was the the only day that I had um, really symptoms. So in the days since, I've been feeling a lot better. Just been stuck in like literally the worst place to get COVID, which is Stoke-on-Trent, having just like the worst food delivered to me. And um, I guess like the bright side of it is, you know, I am stuck in a foreign nation uh, like with a disease, but I feel fine. Uh, I tested negative today twice for the first time, which is very good. Uh, this is a nation that supposedly has good relationships with America. I'm, <laughs> I am not going to be like, uh, you know, taken out and, and shown uh, in, in like the public square, like given a lesson to, to repent for America's sins. Um, so I, I guess, you know, I've been, been having a bit of a time. Uh, I did get to watch smash factor and i did get to watch fate so i'm excited to talk about that but before that chroma 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 how have you been man been hanging in there i don't know i'm a little bit worried we're gonna have to extradite you from england you've said a lot of things it's possible over the years. I, right like i could say that i'm doing okay i've not left england yet <laughs> right i feel fine and my plans to leave are kind of it was able to line up similarly with what I had before um, because I was supposed to go on a really magical trip to Norway. Uh, but the way that it lined up is that I just had to kind of cancel that trip whole meal. Just a uh, really insane. If I wanted to even push the flight back a few days would have been an extra $300. And I basically lost $300 by canceling it. So kind of fucked either way, but it, it basically lined up with my original flight home uh, goes through London anyway, so I should be fine. I, I've got to call them to say, hey, I'm not going from Oslo to London, but, you know, um, the good news is that it should be fine and I should leave. Uh, the bad news is that I have not currently left, so take that as you will. But yeah, sorry. Sorry, Jake, go on. No, it's totally fine. I mean, you know, I was going to talk about how excited I am to go to San Diego on Friday and have a good time and see people. <laughs> yeah. And like get to go to the tour. I'm so sad for you that you didn't experience good England because you've had bad England, which is English people in the Discord telling you things about England that you didn't want to learn, like how the parliament works or how many there's, places have there's air some lords. At zero. Mm. You know, I'm almost uh, I'm almost worried, right? Because I think, you know, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. You will come home back in America. You will be out of England. But I think what I'm really worried about and what other people around you should be worried about for, you know, tournaments that we attend together is, you know, will we get England out of wheat? Is, it, is wheat just going to suddenly start dropping words like hbruv in, in conversation? Is he going to start throwing slang? You know, is this a is this something we're gonna have to deal with in our in our personal life now? I don't know if I can handle it. We to to be honest, I'm I'm kind of scared. Well, mate, that's a good that's a you know that that's a, like a good fear. I think um, this is kind of like in a in a like a horror movie or something like that, like a thriller where like it all seems to end fine, and then like. <laughs> They're like, oh, we, we like finally got him out of England. And then everyone leaves and then my eyes like flicker. <laughs> like they like show the the, uh, the Union Jack or something. You're pretending um, you're drinking Faderade, but it's actually just tea that you have <laughs> the whole time. I did have a, uh, fuck, what do they call it? They had, they had like a name for the uh, one milk, two sugars in their tea. It's, it's like when you have they've got names for everything they've got uh like a, a lunch and it's just called a plowman's they're like oh i have a plowman's fucking what it 
get me out of this place, man. <laughs> I can't take it. Um, I had mushy peas. This they is your horrible. Joker moment. That's the worst food you can find. Yeah, they're don't. horrible. I, I I've heard to the contrary that they're de- they're delicious, a delicacy. No, unfortunately, these were horrible. Uh, I, I have to be the one. I've not had a a, a chip buddy yet, but I, I I will say that uh, you know one of their other delicacies, mushy peas. I I cannot. Uh, oh man, um, I want to actually bring up one thing here, and this this kind of relates. So, I had the mushy peas um, with a crew, and it was a crew. So Okamid, Pikachu, former Tio, not current Tio, um, he was housing me and he housed sf um for a few days because we both came in early to like get a london experience and he did an incredible job he took us to locals he you know gave us a spot uh to sleep he took us out to get great food and one of the places that we went to we went with uh nagaimo we went with amsa and and that was the fish and chips place and uh amsa had one (laughs) the tiniest taste of (laughs) of mushy peas and like his whole face curled up (laughs) it was was like that one bit in spongebob where gary like eats a little bit or uh spongebob eats a little bit of gary's food and just like (laughs) like dies inside um that was basically what it was and uh i also want to say nothing was worse than getting covid and then saying to myself you just gave Amsa COVID. <laughs> like, oh. like you, you not only have COVID, but you gave it to like the most lovable player in the world and like the top player that that like flew like twenty hours probably to get here. I was just like, oh my god! But he Does did he have it. Everyone tested negative. Oh, I it was go. like this there magical moment where where like yeah, where only me. The the like very um, staunch critic of of this country, <laughs> uh, for like their how much they put beans on toast, like right, like I wish it came down to like political reasons or something, like like ideology, but it's really just I think they say words dumb, um, and I say words smart, but uh, yeah, it's like it's really insane. Uh, everyone who I was with took multiple tests, all came up negative, so the event was saved. I. I am like that, uh, you know, the troop who's taking all the knives so that little little uh, child can sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the real guardian. It's like you took all the COVID. You, uh... I sucked up all the COVID from England so everyone could have fun at Stoke. They might Maybe, give you some yeah. sort of, I guess not a knightship, but maybe like some sort of lesser viscountess tree. Hey, they've got they got nerves for this. You're you're a lord now at this point, I think. You've brought the save the queen. Oh, it's possible. By the way, is she dead? Did you look? I was not allowed to go see her. I kept <sighs> trying to. Racism. Okay, can I? One more thing, and I want to talk about melee. Um, this is not like a travel vlog, but speaking of going to see things, SF and I we went to see. We went to the Taint. Wonderful. The Taint. The. Fr- it's a. It's a. It's a modern art museum. It's called the Taint. It's called the Tate. The Taint. T A T E. Oh, uh, yeah, okay, there, actually. I, I, no, it's I like, yeah. motion that we start calling it the Taint from now on. No, it was pretty good. Okay, I watch like that museum. Yeah. Watch out. They might give you COVID. It's, it's a great museum. It's featured in Mission Possible Rogue Nation. Great, 
Mission Impossible. Hey, it's going to be on tomorrow on uh, one of these channels on, on British TV. I might watch it then. But but uh, SF and I went there, and it was really great. Like, everything I saw was super sick. Um, just, like, really incredible. Uh, we almost got, like, kicked out because we uh, – I kind of took him through a, a fire exit because – it was like the most welcoming exit, like the most welcoming emergency exit that I've ever seen. It was green. It just like had a picture of a guy walking through the door and it just said like way out or something. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. I'll take this way to get out. It's green. That means go. I should go through this. Um, but yes, uh, maybe I would have not gotten COVID if I got arrested instead. Um, who knows? All, all I know is that uh, Fett looks, Fate looks super fun, and uh, I, it seemed like it was actually a pretty cool tournament from the results end, too. Yeah, I, don't I know. think there's, there's, there's quite a bit to talk about here. <laughs> there's quite a bit to talk about here, right? So it's like, uh, it's like, where do we start, right? So we can talk about top eight, we can talk about top 64. I think Cruise at this event was, was quite fun to follow. A lot of a lot of fun little runs and great mini performances. Uh, some of the crew battles that particularly stood out in my mind were the ones involving, of course, Sweden. I thought the Sweden versus Norway series is pretty fun. Uh, both the both the winners match and the one and the losers. I I think it's kind of interesting that they they run double elimination crews. By the way, you, you don't really see see that kind no. of. This is the thing that um, some of the other FGCTOs I was talking to, and you know exactly who I'm talking about, both of you, as soon as I say FGCTOs, where she says, the only reason they can do this is because <laughs> they have really cheap venues and 100,000 t- t- uh, TVs for no apparent reason. I don't think that's necessarily it. They just have a commitment to it, you know? I think, uh, you know, I think it's cool to see. I think they stay on target with their timings, and they really, really make it a point to deliver a great experience to everybody. I'm interested to see how that scales for Feet 3, which has yeah. a 3,000 player cap, which wow. I think is tricky to run, you know, like round-robin pools or something like that, right? Yeah, we'll, we will see. Um, you know, I did get made fun of this weekend for coming from a country that doesn't do round-robin. Uh, <laughs> don't don't act like it's this perfect little country. They, they've got their... You know, England, uh, they, they're they mad at us, I guess. I don't know. Oh, I know why. I've been saying they... things about them that are slanderous. Um, you know, because you know, I'm saying, how good of a tournament really was it? I saw B-Bats get fourth. Mech was in winner's finals. This just seems yeah. like a net play tournament or some Rutgers local or something. You know, <laughs> yeah, how, how cool this, can it really this be? This is your major? Do you let this happen at your man? It's your really, really seeming kind of Mickey Mousey to me. Uh, are we? Yeah, we gotta send we saving Musco that man over. We gotta send like Musco God. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Go to a Rutgers local. I don't think Beepats makes top four. Then Professor Pratt. I think there he to loses go. to Hoborg and uh, Fable. <laughs> he gets like seven. One. Go nuts on Prof. Yeah, Yokai Nels is stealing the set. <laughs> Yokai Nels messaged me afterwards. Like, send me to Europe right now. Oh my god! You know, and I think that's this is this is deep slander. This it's slander because I'm saying it out loud. Yeah, it's slander. Mm-hmm. We've yeah, also but, written it though. So yeah, we've we've written it. Yeah, a lot of people have been coming into the Melee Stats Discord to uh, to name search, which I think is a very unhealthy practice for the way that you know people conceive of themselves and their results, perhaps. Um, 
yeah, no, I thought it was a super cool tournament. I really loved watching it. Um, one of those tournaments where if you're a EU, EU fan and like I'm being obnoxious about it because some of the Americans did well, you're pretty annoyed. Triff was out of practice and wanted to play Falco, which was cool, but at the same time, like, ah, uh, HBruv does not show up and you get that weird part of uh, of bracket where, you know, Frenzy's got to play AMSA super early. And I think that is frustrating. You know, you want Frenzy to play Mech or Spark or something like that. And then Fat Tino. Oh, I'm not going to do the Tino that ending. Yeah, it's one of those things where you just have to be happy for Tino, but at the same time, you're like, ah, you know, what if? It it does, you know, the, the one good thing about the Tino set is that uh, when we refer to, hey, do you know that Heartbreaker Game 5 Tino set? People forget about the fact that Abe also got reversed right. by Tino. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one good thing, is Abe's that it really takes that out of people's minds. Yeah, I was um, very impressed with Tino. I was very impressed by Tino. I was very impressed by Abe. Let's talk about that, right? Let's yeah, about Abe. Hey, MS pickup. Cruise. Yes, insane in cruise. Yeah. Literally, so many times where it was like, okay, well, uh, uh, Sweden could win if Abe plays insane. And uh, hey, it, it happened like twice in a row. Um, really, just like it, it's it's cool to go into tournaments like this because I think with with Europe, um, I think that because of the I don't know. Maybe there's a lot of reasons. But I think, like, because of the skill of Europe and just, like, I'm going to say it, the difference in skill between Europe and America and the difference in notoriety between Europe and America, I do think that um, they, like, the Europe has these kind of, like, interesting um, waves of players. Like, I think that in in a way, our top players in America, um, it, like, feels, like, weirdly organic how, like, they shift where, like, Skurzo's as good as Lucky now. And that's, like, weird, but it never felt like that was, like, a moment. Um, but but I think because of, uh, like, people only viewing Europe every so often and they only have these majors, that it really feels like it's like, okay, well, fate's coming around. Now it's time to see all these new guys, right? And and I think that your, your Abe's, your Fat Tino's, um, I would have loved to have seen Skullbro do more, but he lost to, I think, like, what was it first and second for 17? Something insane. insane like that. Definitely um, yeah, I think that we we saw a lot of really cool players do really, really well. And um, does, did it, does anyone know? Did I, did I win fantasy? Oh, yeah. No, fantasy's been bugged for a while. I don't know exactly how they've been adding up points for a bit. It's a shame because, you know, Melee Stats, we love doing fantasy, but... That's definitely in the back burner at start.gg until I, until I bribe some people, or threaten them. It's it's really one of the two these days. But, but yeah, if I good... if I did win fantasy, it's because of my understanding of all these new up and coming players. That's right. That's right. Then um, I know a lot of people picked. Um, who else did they pick other than uh, Hbox? That that just killed them because of the DQs. Um, like I think Trip was a DQ. Yo, Max. Yeah. Hey, speaking of the the new guard. Yeah, I know. Max. It just it kind of feels like we didn't get to see what we expected to see. You just have one of those like really frustrating like car won't start, get COVID before mm-hmm. the tournament situations. Really. Except for Max, it's five p.m. and they haven't woken up yet. Exactly. Well, they've been hey, America time. 
that's <laughs> the right time. I mean, that's it's also that's very like... in line. I will say, Max following on a tradition of top UK player. Um, you know, the you know before fate, Sechi infamously uh, stayed up a little too late one one night and uh, woke up extremely hungover and threw up his way to uh, DQing out of pools and basically missing eligibility on a on top hundred. I think because of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, I've been here for about a week, uh, more than a week. <laughs> Time is meaningless. I've been here for more than a week, and I can say that it is more fun over in America. I, I like to stay up late to see what you yanks are doing on the internet. It's very tempting to stay yeah. up. I wake up early, and I'm like waiting for everyone to get up. So I completely understand why people would want to, you know, stay up until six a.m. or whatever. Um, That's so true. It's just the internet's better over there. I feel like that on the East Coast, like with West Coast people. Like I wake up at, you know, let's say seven. So it's six hours until everyone I know in San Diego, they wake yeah. up because they're waking up at 10. When I would do early hours. shifts at, uh, at my old job, um, I would get there at 8am and there'd be nothing to do. Mm-hmm. And it'd be soon get super busy. Don't get me wrong. But uh, it'd be like 8am and I'm just like scrolling through discord. I'm like, someone do something. <laughs> someone post. Someone get in a fight with another player. <laughs> Do something. <laughs> I don't know. If, did we see any? I don't know if we saw any fights this weekend at Fate. On the internet? Uh, unless you count Big House and Evo. Which I don't know if either of you two saw. You both saw that? Maybe that's a conversation for later. I'm yeah, getting, I feel like post, this is an off-camera conversation. Yeah. yeah. Let's just say... For the secret um, premium Patreon double Patreon episode. Let's just um, say sometimes you can run so many accounts in Melee. Yeah. Sometimes you you get to run so many Twitter accounts that you uh, you just you, you just run a... some tweets. You just throw some out. <laughs> um, just gonna throw it. Yeah, I, mean... I was impressed by. You know what? I was impressed by Prof. I think that Prof is like the least like surprising person to do well here um but but the fact that he is always that the fact that he's always the least surprising person to do well i think is uh it's really commendable right it's it's like fucking 10 years since he was officially number one or something along those lines probably even longer um and it's just like (laughs) that scurzo set he was got reverse 3-0'd he went all the way through losers. He had to play Trish Falco, which I didn't get to see. I don't know if either of you guys get to solve it. Got to see uh, Falco like, close. He, he whooped him. He okay. beat him so bad. That's it was, good. It was a point of pride. Okay. This, this like melee would. I I love Triff. One it's of like my favorite players. Stock. Melee would have been worse off. If yeah, that's was, that's he, a, he was even close. <laughs> psychological blow you don't come back from. The interesting thing about like Prof's bracket, right, is that Prof had one set of pools that you know were going to happen, they were going to feed in, he was going to play somebody, but it's round robin and Scarzo, interestingly enough, had two interesting situations if I remember right. So there were two rounds of pools. You had regular pools, your first one. Then you had your second round. And this is cool because you can have this you know, correction for seeding. You know, if you get underseeded, mm-hmm. it works out. I, you know, I like pools, but Scarzo shows up, I believe, late to his first pool and then eats a DQ and I believe that puts Scarzo as second seed out of his pool. 
the top three seeds advance and they advance into six person pools. So Scarzo is now the second seed out of his pool. So he's got two other first seeds, another second seed, two other third seeds. So the first seeds he plays, one of them is Triff and Triff is playing Falco. Scarzo beats Triff 2-1, which, hey, there you go. You know, Triff's on the board. Scarzo beats his third seed, NVZ, 2-1. Scarzo NVZ. loses. NVZ. NVZ? I didn't, I don't know what country Niels is from. <laughs> I think they all say Z, dude. I they think all say Z? Yeah, they've been talking about their Z buttons and their H's, and I don't know what, what is even going on. But I don't Scarzo, know what a H button is, but I don't think they all have them installed. <laughs> That's the new one. But Scarzo they all loses. mouse click H's. <laughs> Tactical H. <laughs> but but to build up to the I think someone was H. selling tactical H on the streets of Stoke. <laughs> oh my god. You're saying <laughs> I give up, I give up, I give up. Scarzo can't beat game and watches. <laughs> so Squeechu Squeechu beats Scarzo, which the British or I'm sorry, which the Europeans reminded me of and said, stop talking shite or whatever it is, mm-hmm. words that they say. Um, you know, Scarzo lost to Squeechu, which, first of all, that doesn't really count. This, uh, you know, Scarzo has to play like 40 million of these Europeans at once because there's like eight round robin pools. You know, one of them's going to get one eventually. Um, no, I'm, I still wouldn't have necessarily thought Squeechu would do it. There were hints, though. Squeechu's very good. Glockamai Toyota also beats Scarzo. Mm-hmm. Um, so Squeechu beats, that's a great win. I mean, there's not much to say about it. I would like to see more Europeans in America. I would like to see more Americans in Europe. That's kind of like our whole point, right? Our goal mm-hmm. is to trick everyone into getting angry enough that they buy a ticket and get a passport mm-hmm. and, uh, and make this happen. So Scarzo ends up as the second seed out, and his first seeds are Fout, and then like the super first seed is Prof. And Scarzo Prof has not gone well for Prof. These were actually the two, I think, best sets they've played. Scarzo wins a game five. That second one was so all over the place. Nuts. Yeah, Prof got that one by the skin of his teeth. But the the part that was a little bit frustrating is it's like, all right, well, Scarzo's played Prof before. And then Scarzo plays Mech the next round. Like, Mech does not come to England to play another person who's nominally from Chicago. And then Scarzo in Losers beats Itai. And it's not like Itai and Scarzo ever play, but I want to point out Itai played Spark. And Scarzo. So from Israel now, originally New Jersey, Itai mm-hmm. has beaten Spark. They have played yeah. a major. Spark from Pakistan for a while now. Itai from Israel now. They go to England to rematch from Shine 2018. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, ah, I wanted to see just like a couple different. And it's so frustrating because it's so hard to rig, right? Because you, you shouldn't rig. You shouldn't rig brackets. You can rig brackets, right? But Itai was actually second seed out of his pool because he lost to Mo. I don't know if Mo went DK. I think Mo only goes DK. Mo only goes DK. So Itai loses to DK. And then that's it. Like, you know, you've already, you've, you've foiled all of your plans to seed, you know, this intricately planned, no mm-hmm. rematches, no sort of situation, right? Oh, that's so killer. That's so killer. Oh, what so... an insane result that is. Itai uh, dropping a set to a DK. It's actually no. wild. Like, I'm not going to take anything away from, from Mo because that's a great win. But, like, I think I watched that clip of Elena versus Sagat. 
that's been circulating a little bit. <laughs> just with the text, like everyone keeps calling stuff A2 matchups. Here's mm -hmm. what an A2 matchup looks like. And it's just, you have functionally no counterplay. You can lose this matchup to somebody who's been playing for three months if you're the best player in the world. I don't think there's anything like that in Melee outside of, like, I don't know if there's any real pertinent matchup that's like that. People will say Peach Ices. I don't agree. I don't agree. Like, it's terrible. I will give them that. It's 7 3. It might be worse. But, like, Ices beat Peaches. People said that when, when wobbling was legal. And it's like, I don't think you can have an 8 2 matchup if you have an infinite. If you can like, win a round by grabbing <laughs> in, the, in the parlance of the FGC. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it was a super cool tournament. The answer that I'm postulating here is we just have to run Fate again in uh, FET again in a month. You got it right the first time. Yeah, it was Fate. I want to see it's another right, it, This is the right, like, wrong, right? Oh, because yeah. Fet, Fet is French, um, but Fate is the uh, anglicized version, which means, like, carnival type shit. Oh, um, but, yeah, no, I mean, all of these players I want to see more of. I think this was a really fun thing. I also think that, you know, we've talked a lot about the Americans here. I think this is a very fun group of Americans because it is not, like, suffocating in the sense of, like hbox was supposed to go i think that's a not fun american to go for a lot of reasons <laughs> hbrov everyone's excited until he comes to your ends and then the bears start don't want to say hbrov well king king was really excited to see hbrov on the streets i will say that <laughs> but uh but for there's a lot of reasons right but but um you know like sometimes these events that you have everyone come over um and then it just becomes every single person in top 16 is are you're like token americans right dreamhack uh winter in 2015 was like a huge event where all these people flew out and everyone who flew out was super good and they all like did super well um and there was like you know yeah tech like did super well too but like generally it was like all just the americans uh and, and then of course like leffen and armada um so like this group is super cool because I think that all of these players are, are on the come up. None of these players have been ranked top 100 yet. All of them um, are on my ballot for the top 50. I'd imagine are going to be top 50, but I guess we'll find out soon. Uh, and all of them are just like beatable, uh, but like could like could beat people, right? You know, we talked a lot about Billy Bats, <laughs> but Billy Bats. B-Bats is someone who, uh, going into this, I was like, okay, I think he could beat Amsa, and I think that he could lose to, like, any he weird... Could lose he could lose to, like, any weird combination of the, like, 30th best players in Europe, and then get fucking uh, 65th right. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like B-Bats is a very Jim interesting player to go. He could lose, yeah. Yeah, that did happen. Like, same thing he that could, I said I before. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> But yeah, no, B-Bats beats, Skullbro beats, Ricks beats, Yaw riding. Is it Jaw or Yaw? It's Jaw. Jaw, yeah, so he avoids they the will, Jaw ride. They will tell you it's Yaw. It's not, it's That's a, it's a, no. It's First off, he speaks French. If it was Yaw, it'd be a Jaradon. <laughs> I don't know what Je suis talk is really like at the end of the day. I thought they had like, also. Of... I want to. By the way, I want to apologize. So, I, I know <laughs> you haven't been talking this entire time. This is the first human interaction I've had in a week. I'm so um, excited! I'm so excited for you. 
It's, all it's good. like th- it's yeah. this, and, and then it's like me saying "Cheers, mate" when the guy drops off my food. How good is it? And feel like to say outside cheers, my oh, door. God. I say "Cheers, mate" too. Now they've got some good phrases. The Englands and um, we're we're gonna be uh, dealing with this for a while. I have been like, yeah, I've been um, code switching, <laughs> oh, <laughs> which generally is not. I generally isn't like, used when when it's talking about like saying uh i need a kip <laughs> i think i just um, felt part of myself just die right hearing you talk about england oh my god man how did abba you know have to play so, pip what's really funny is that um so i bought a uh like what's it called i bought a sim card so i could use my phone here <laughs> um and but i didn't have like the pin to change it so i just kind of walked around for a while um before i got to like drop my stuff off uh and before i like got the ability to switch it out and i just didn't know how much anything cost i was like i was buying shit and i was like how many pounds is like a good amount of pounds <laughs> i had a kind of good example like a good like thought in my head um, but I was just like, I don't know how much anything I'm buying is. <laughs> um, it's weird they pay for stuff in like you know pounds of drugs, but I guess you don't have a stable currency over there, so you know it's it's my it's pretty much commodities, right? And you have the tactical yeah. H, and that's tactical. Yeah, everyone was paying in tactical H. Tactical H is the only way. Anok, Edmund Buddy, who were you impressed by this weekend? You know, as insane as it sounds to say for a tournament that he, uh, you know, by all measures among the active entrants was favored to win, I was impressed by AMSA. Yeah. I think this is like, you know, we're so used to seeing him in the States and at, at big tournaments in general, right? We, we've seen him make top eights. We see we usually see him get like fifth or something. We say, oh, like, what a crazy run. He beat this person in pools or, you know, day one or day two. And we see him go 0-2 or whatever in the, in the last day in top eight after making winner's side. Or we see him get fifth. And then maybe, you know, if, if it's special, we, we see him get, like, third or second or something. We really And, like, the idea of, like, a Yoshi major victory kind of comes to our head before we before we push it away in the back. Like, okay, like, n- no chance that's going to happen. But I will say, like, as far as, like, going to a very big tournament that's out of this country, like, and winning it over, like, this kind of field, it's actually quite rare. It's not a. It's not often you see that in terms of entrance and uh, in terms of like you know the stat status of the kind of tournament this is. Whether you know it's a regional or it's a Mickey Mouse major, some might say. But you know, even winning a Mickey Mouse major is very impressive. And I think as far as AMSA is concerned, you're not going to find many tournaments uh, that he's won throughout like a very successful career he's had. That's more impressive than this one in terms of just pure first place finishes this might mm-hmm. actually be the biggest tournament that Ams has ever won which is kind of crazy to say considering like how you know how universally acclaimed he is as a player and you know the, the kind of greatness that we come to that we've come to expect to see from him but I, I still think this is a step forward for him because like l- l- let me think about like something comparable right oh a while ago we saw Sfat go to Japan right Sfat for a long time was someone that we saw you know in the same stratosphere of Amsa, right? You know, Asfat was it Asfat actually won that tournament in Japan over him, right? So like I think even for Amsa being able to hold off a field of, you know, your pip squeaks and then uh, you know on a, on a level beneath that your mechs 
and then like a bunch of players like that. I said, out of turn as big as this one, I still think it's really good. So while it may be tempting to take it for granted, uh, I was impressed by him this weekend. I thought he did really well. Yeah, I mean, it's not easy to win stuff as the first seed anymore, especially when you're seeded to play B-Bats or Frenzy outside of top eight. We've seen mm-hmm. a lot of people go into these situations, and it's very difficult to defend them. I mean, you have to be basically like Verdugo Fiction is the only player that I can think of who's just that powerful. Uh, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of players that I thought, yeah, okay, they could give Omsa trouble. I mean, Omsa played Skolbro first round of top <laughs> 60 whatever. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I don't know. There's a world. That's a weird one. There were a lot of, like, the pip sets were nuts. There were a lot of people pip, in well, this bracket. Well, the, you know, one the of them. Oh, actually, no, I think both were insane because the first one was so nuts because Pip seemed to figure it out, and then Omsa mm-hmm. tears it back. And then you're like, okay, well, you know, I think Pip wins the next two based on the end of that. Yeah. It didn't happen. <laughs> 3-0, Omsa no. the GOAT. Doing insane, insane shit the whole time. Uh, super, super impressive, um, you know. Can't say enough about Pip. Really never can, right? Uh, for me, you know, the comparable AMSA uh, situation was probably the first time AMSA went to Europe, and this was back when they played PAL. So, um, you know, Yoshi's a little bit better in PAL and just absolutely destroyed everyone that wasn't Leffen or Armada at that tournament. Mm-hmm. I said mm-hmm. I remember being just not close, just like a, like a triple three or something. And yeah, so that, it- was, that was really shocking to me, I think, at the time. It's it's really Ums is this type of person who I think that we we take for granted in a, in a real lot of ways. Um, I've said this before. I think Ums is probably like one of the best competitors in melee. I think that um, maybe it's that type of thing where like because he is um, he's Japanese, his English is not his first language. Um, it feels like he doesn't complain as much. <laughs> maybe that's just maybe he's complaining a different language that i don't speak but it really just feels like anything people throw at him he takes um and my version of people don't want to work anymore which i think i'm going to start using is people don't want to be first seed anymore people don't want to go to tournaments anymore but amsa like amsa is a player who is playing a very i guess exploitable character one would assume he, he seems to do well regardless of all these supposed exploits but he's he's playing like a, a mid-tier character and he's going to all of these events and yeah like edwin mentioned this is the biggest event that he's won probably and that just like shows that he is going to events where he is like really throwing himself into the fire he is going to an event where he is going to like like have to play everyone who's there it's just like no easy way out for amsa um even something like this, right? There's a lot of people who are very good who could have taken uh, sets from him. And uh, even if it's a tournament where, like, he is the favorite to win with HBox out, he had to travel from fucking Japan to get here. That's not easy. I think you got to, like, uh, I was talking to Nagaimo, he had to go through Turkey. Like, it's just, like, you have to reconsider what geography is if you're like a your little like little American brain to understand what it is like, it takes a long time to travel from Japan to England just for this. Um, so yeah, it's it's pretty insane getting to see him do so well because I think someone who is consistently amazing with with this character and is like really the only person who's doing that, um, someone who like really consistently just figures shit out uh, because every single time. Like, right, like Edwin, all those years where he would, he'd go in, we're like, okay, he's done. He, we figured him out. 
Like he'll end like a, I don't know how he'll do with the foxes. The, the peaches are falcons are so scary, right? Like that was the. It would just like every time he would like go to America, the end of it, he would look worse for wear, and we'd go, okay, well, I think we finally figured out Amsa, and he comes back, and he's just good. He like every single time he just has gone through expectations. Um, so yeah, I I think he's amazing. Let's talk about his second place person here because I think Pipsqueak. Uh, former melee stats. I, current I melee stats. If he'll keep putting the name on, you know. Hey, current melee stats, future-ish. Who knows? Well, you know, I guess we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but but yeah, definitely doing our brand proud because his performances here. It's like I got so worried watching Jaw Ride, and I don't know if you did. Uh, and it's just a yeah. game five stop <laughs> like, after mad tyro i thought the jaw ride was going to be active and that you know it was going to be you know it was yeah. tall enough to ride the jaw ride now yeah it is it is just su- such a treat to watch pip um because i did have him you know i i will we'll be doing an episode soon about the uh top 50 that comes out i did have him pretty high i had yeah. him 23rd on my list um uh, which might seem premature but based on the stuff that we got to see from him from his American trip, it was just like the Mad Tire lost short, but it's just like when he looked on, he looked on. And these players who I think are scary for people in that top 25, right? If you talk about like, like if he plays Scarzo, I'm not worried. And if Magi or like Noel plays Scarzo, I'm like, and that could be anyone's game. Um, so to see Pipsqueak, like really just follow through with this idea that I had of him as like, like a mini little Terminator um, was very, just very fun to watch his prof set. I mean, come on, man. He's got him right now. That was the saddest part about prof. I did not want prof to play Pip. Yeah. I mean, it is funny because like when, uh, like obviously we're friends with Pip, he's one of our players. We we have a good idea of his strengths and weaknesses. It was funny. Like, you know, maybe I don't want to project, on you, but this is just my interpretation of watching the this, this stream. It did feel like the mood in the room like soured when they, they learned that Prof was going to play Pipsqueak because that's been so ugly. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's really had his number for quite a bit. It's like watching your dad get beat up outside of uh, the fish and chips. <laughs> yeah, really, the, the, the vibes were abysmal and they were, there was a very good reason for that to happen and we saw it. Like yeah. you wanted to see Prof versus Mech, right? You wanted to see Prof versus Spark, right? Because both of those, well, no, Prof Mech didn't happen. Prof Spark did. We saw Prof Spark, yeah. right? Yeah. Prof actually got buzzsawed by both Scarzo and Pip and beat so many people, including Scarzo in Losers. And you're like, please, God, just one time, do not give him Pip. Pip's right now, I, I can't wait to see more of him. Because he is someone to me, um, is like I view him kind of as a gatekeeper. If you give him someone above his current rank, um, I, I yeah, go maybe, maybe he could beat Moki. <laughs> uh, but it's just like everyone below him, especially in Europe, I guess. Uh, it's just like I will take Pip. I, I, the, my money is on Pip for this type of stuff. Uh, even just like seeing. Seeing that fucking Falcon Luigi set, I'm just like, he can't, he can't take it from him. Um, it, yeah, it's just, it's really cool to see a player who I'm like so confident and in, in their bracket matches, 
and that is someone who I want to see in America again. I guess that's a fun question before we before we end up moving on. Is there uh, who did we see who we want to see in America? And I know, like, I guess we want to see everyone, Our right? You know, especially that is how melee stats work. But like, who do we want to see? Who, who after this performance here? I want Frenzy back. Frenzy beat Jmoot. Frenzy. I want Frenzy back in the states. I feel like people still don't understand that he's probably. Well, I don't know. I can't say X best Falco at this point, but I mean, it's very <laughs> clear that Frenzy is not outclassed by even like Fiction Ginger, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. That, yeah. Frenzy yeah. work definitely someone who we're going to see back. I mean, I assume I, we're not sponsoring him. I just want to make that clear. Right, 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 right. I think he already has a team. I think, um, I think he does have, uh, yeah, a situation set up. What about you? Uh, what about you, Edwin? Uh, yeah, uh, honestly, I, I'm down to see more Frenzy because, like, again, when, when we saw him in North America, he he did really well. Like, he, he got sets on, what, Salt Mech? He beat Chape here as well. Uh, he, he beat Zuppy, Zuppy a few times. Yeah. Um. So I feel like we have a pretty good idea of, like, how good Frenzy is. And, and even with that said, I think the way that, like, fate ended for him – Although it ended quite, you know, on a bit of an unsatisfying note, mm-hmm. not making top eight. It's not as if he didn't have any accomplishment from this event. We we saw him take a set over, you know, a very likely fellow top fifty player, B Bats. So I think Frenzy is a pretty good pick for someone we want to see more, if only because, you know, we have a good idea of where he is now and we, we want to see how he continues climbing, right? But you know, I'm actually gonna go in another direction. I changed my mind. I think I'm gonna go with uh, I think I'm gonna go with prof. I feel like Prof, we just have, uh, <laughs> in terms of, like, very big tournaments. They could play Scarazo like again. Seen the, like, perennial top, uh, what, like, 25, 30, like that, the, the kind of player that we've seen make major top eights. We haven't seen that in a really long time. We know he's still really good. The other results show it. It just haven't really come at, like, very big tournaments. So I would like to see Prof get another chance in the States. And I would like to see him go on and have a bit more of a chic and peach heavy bracket and not run into the fox ditto monsters we've seen give him trouble you guys are so boring they both went to america i know but they both just went to two north american majors friends you that summit okay do you want to hear my pick yeah here's the player who i want to see more of pipsqueak doesn't count by the way i'm not picking pipsqueak okay Another player who's been to America a lot. I want here's a player who, based on their results in Europe, I want to see in America. Maelstrom. <laughs> send, send whatever Maelstrom was playing out there back here. That Maelstrom and Yokai Nels, and we've got Oh my god. We got grand finals. I I so Maelstrom is a good player. This is true. Maelstrom I do not great. I did not expect. I it was. It's Max beats Kingu. Yeah. Um. Let's see. At this tournament, uh, takes a game off Prof. Yeah. Beat, makes it to play. I like loses to Mech and loser and like winners or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. I'm gonna pull up more results. Go ahead. Just like, it is so crazy to me that this person who is, in my mind, and maybe I'm wrong, Arcadian level MDVA, yeah. maybe like eighth through tenth on their pr if they ever make one which they don't have enough people go to their events to do so but like you know in a perfect mdva where everyone attends stuff 
um, you know, might not even make it. And it's just like seeing this person tear shit up. I so I was at London Never Dies. I was um, I was pretty much dying myself. I was awake for like twenty seven straight hours at that point, and uh, every single time I sat down, I basically passed out. So I was not really aware of my surroundings. So when I woke up after fifteen hours of sleep the next day and found out that Maelstrom beat Kingu and Max, basically like two top five UK players who I value very highly, I was very surprised um chroma you've got any more maelstrom results from uh well so chroma i'm assuming you have the results in front of you right now kind of is this mdva maelstrom the same one that took a set from crike at a a pound i think so there's nj maelstrom which is different but i believe putting that together that's those are some pretty impressive results so i do have to say that somebody in chat said um they're sad that we didn't say solo battle I don't know what you guys want to say about that. Solo battle didn't go. He didn't go right? Yeah. Solo battle didn't go. Battle. I didn't just have like a COVID dream, right? So solo battle. No, he go. was not at this tournament, which uh, is I, fair I, and fine. I want to but see if, solo battle. If solo wants to travel more, you know. Yeah, I mean, hey, uh, you know, as someone who got COVID, right? Uh, maybe the the big event that doesn't require masks. And that everyone just kind of knows that they're going to get COVID from. Maybe that's the one to uh, to re- avoid. I don't know. Uh, I guess if I if I pick if I need to pick a um, European player, uh, I I kind of want to say. I mean, obviously, I want to see Triff. I think that Triff last year uh, showed that he is one of the best players in the world still. Um, and getting to see more of that, I would love to see. I think he's got more to go. Uh, I don't think that we've seen the peak of Triff yet, but I think that it's unfair to say based off of his like Falco results this tournament that I want to see more of him. So I'm gonna um the Nintendo. Oh. Well, actually, no, he didn't win Nintendo Arc, but he did take Game Five. That's pretty good. I'll I was it. thinking. So there's a few people. There's Nintendo Arc, Smarted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna go with another Maelstrom weird one. Smarted. <laughs> a true. Is it three zero? Yeah, it was. God. Maelstrom lost to Renzo in the round two pool and then beat Renzo and loses. I really, like, don't want to be this guy who hypes up America. I know. I know. I'm doing it again. I'm doing it again. But I want to, like, be clear. Maelstrom is, like, <laughs> so far down on the, on the like, American ranking. Oh, also, Maelstrom could have gotten way better. I hate, like, like I just shitty. don't. Okay, let me talk about a European player that I want to see. And I did mention them earlier, and this is someone who got a little bracket fucked, and it's Skullbro. Skullbro, yeah. I mean, it's hard to get bracket fucked here, but but did he did loot get pretty early, like early eliminated? That's an Amsa, just boom, boom. Yeah, and and like if you are Doc to have a peach and a, I fucking don't know what Doc Yoshi looks like, but but yeah, it's really uh, funny actually. <laughs> I mean, Swedish so tried Alpha, it, right? Like, even if that was a winning matchup, like that's not who you want to. It's not who exactly. You yeah, Swedish is Amsa tried it who somehow time. knows everything, even though you'd be like, "Well, Skullbro must have nebby practice." No, like Amsa somehow knows it better. So, um, I think Skullbro is a player who, over the like the vast net play that that Europe has always done, um, has done really really well, and like uh, I, I think that they were putting up results of being like top. 15 top 20 in europe last year um and i want to see this like right doc is is a cool character i guess i don't know <laughs> um 
let's okay how about this let's have doc come over so <laughs> so the best doc result that we've seen is not june bugs doc which then dq'd to go see a magic show francis francis coming but we'll we'll get to we'll get to that in our fourth thing i've held us <laughs> up for a while here should we head up to smash factor next wait time? last thing i'm gonna change my answer to squeechy we need them to come over and beat an yes. aspiring top 100 marth player it'll happen give me give, throw me a marth player for them to lose to for them to be just like give me a name <laughs> Uh, just, I think they're don't make Logan do it. Don't defeat, make Logan do it. They're gonna somehow go up 2-0 versus Akir, and then Akir is gonna go DK, but Squeechy will will pull it out at the end. Okay, that's what we want to hear. Um, so should we should we move south of the border? Yeah, I think it's time. Back, let's move back across the pond and then go south of the border. Edwin. South of the border, down Mexico way. It's beautiful. That's true. It's a shit. You got a, you got a beautiful voice. Sopranos reference. Oh my god. <laughs> if it's not up in the club, I don't remember it. Hey, Edwin, do you want to tell us about Smash Factor, or are you just thinking about Sopranos? <laughs> you know, it's so funny you you asked me that because I was thinking of Sopranos. I just got lost in the sauce there for a moment. Anyways, yeah, Smash Factor, a uh, super cool tournament. Another tournament that used uh, round robin pools. A lot to break down. Mm-hmm. Like this is a yeah. I guess Smash Factor now is kind of like the event where we see a lot of Latin America's best. So it's like if you if you like uh, Mexico melee players, you know th- this is a region that. For a long time, the running gag in melee stats is that uh, Mexico is secretly a top five country in Super Smash Brothers, and with uh, you know all these like old school legends that are there, rising players, and then just like random fucking like people that just like you watch them play and you're like, wow, this guy's like really good. Like what? He's not ranked in like the top twenty in Mexico, like or what? Like he goes like one and two or two and two at a Pulgaros net play, or, like PMT. Like who the hell are these guys? That's kind of a that's kind of been like Mexico's thing for the longest time. So like it's it's always kind of fun seeing players like that in bracket. It's great seeing Jcam here as well. Uh, this is a hey Cam. really like you know correctly hyped up from a you know number one in Panama. Uh, Net plays does three buffer a lot. Some of like American talent and like some people in South America as well. Just like a generally like very like I think if you asked people last year like how good Jcam was. Like right before Smash World Tour, they would have said like, you know, this is a top hundred caliber chic with with a lot of potential. Um, obviously, you see Chape and Melee Stats is very own Chape at this event. We'll we'll get into his performance a bit later and just generally his trip. But you also see like Riken coming up from Chile, you know, a top three player from there as well. So just in general, a lot of Latin America's best, not necessarily like players that you like see talked about all the time. But players who do very well in the region and who the eye test proves as good players. I mean, shit, shit. I, I feel like I'm burying the lead here. Like, like we we saw Wizrobe come back finally. Yes. Wizzy. We uh, yes, we did. This this just shows how melee stats build I am. Like I'm talking about all the cool talent. The the most important thing is we we see the first of Wizzy this year. How's that? You know, it's funny. I for the, the Monday morning Marth roundtable that unfortunately Wheat has not submitted his questions to, and maybe we put edit edit that back in and post. Excuse me. Um, it, there was a question: it's How a many broken more people? Ass. <laughs> it keeps asking you about grammar. You're in Britain, my it, man. 
Dude, it's it's the wrong, I'm in the wrong country for this shit. He keeps trying to type this for everybody at home. Uh, he keeps trying to type his answers basically on his phone because he has no computer. He's on his phone I right now. My laptop. And he's trying to get into the Google Doc, and the British version is like, "Oi, would you like a grab a check in it? Would yeah, you like know, a grab a check?" I, I... And it's like every five seconds of. It just flashes up on the screen. I gotta say, American me, grammar, Seth. American grammar police is already bad enough. I can't, you know, I'm sure the English or the British grammar police must, you know, they must walk down some like dark. I've slandered the British too much. I need yeah. to bail out of this bit. I yeah, I was out. wondering at what point does it just become xenophobic? But it's uh, just mean at this point by a lot. Yeah. But, uh, I but Jake, your your column. Sorry. Yes. Um. So everyone was had everyone has to answer the question how many more people this year will win a major and some people said zero and i'm like wizrobe is literally here people, he was, will I come was, back and kill know, us all. i'm the only person that said zero more <laughs> well that's not good for you i was trying to cover for you but um, <laughs> but yeah no i mean the big question was 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 he gonna get um was gonna you know i i don't know how to say this you know the health issues were looking severe yeah. from what little we heard about it right it was really more of the question like will wizzy be okay not do i get to watch falcon do falcon things you know yeah so it, really it, to say. it was very clear that it was not something that like you know it, it was not something that was immediately in his, his control right not like, at all it, yeah it was unusual so I'm just, um, i didn't really care how he did i was just happy to see him like alive mm -hmm. and doing good and he played great i mean he played fantastic this was a tough tough pool of players i mean the talent was incredible and i mean i'm always surprised by how many people i don't know like i saw mm -hmm. alex 19 was the first seed which i thought oh, okay well i don't know alex is a little bit nervous in tournament these days and definitely not where he was and loses to daxus and i'm like well okay i don't know who daxus is and then daxus beats valdo yeah daxus looks great in losers too i think daxus took like i think got 13th at the end of the day yeah looked like a very strong player never never heard of Daxus before this. Yeah, I mean, Eddie, Mexico beats Johnny and Lucky. Smash Daddy's there. Juanito Cam is there. Meds, who then goes on a psycho run. My son, Chape. Yeah. Mele Chileno. Homero. Well, he's Homero. That's Homero. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I thought this was a win that was very, very good, and nobody's going to realize exactly how good it was. It is. It does really have that type of thing where, like, if you look at this, you're like, yeah, I don't see why Wizzy wouldn't have won this. But it is. It's a really interesting thing for him to come back to. One, um, super random for him to do Smash Factor of all. Yeah. Like, he is. He is like dying, and he's like, I guess I'm I'll go to the Mexican one. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that maybe slow. he's getting some uh, some illicit Mexican medicine for him to be uh i thought oh that was a possibility God. i wasn't gonna say anything i mean hey who knows <laughs> as you I tell don't... the joke i mean you know i think it through and i think yeah there's an <laughs> as i tell really... the joke i get a dm from him because like hey can you just be chill about this <laughs> zip it um but yeah this is like a really weird tournament for him to go back to but it's also really cool to see with this type of uh of this type of cool right it's just not um like it's not like him coming back to double down or uh See, gobble yeah. or or 
yeah, or CEO. Which I know um, doesn't live, in, but still, you know, that, that group of players. Well, the, all of these events, I think, were events that he signed up for or was likely to sign up for. I don't think he signed up for CEO, but, it, I mean, if he were feeling fine, he, he would have. Like, uh, all those former Florida players still support Florida. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's just like this is an interesting thing for him to enter because it is not this, like, super stacked event. It is this type of thing where we look at it and we say, oh, he's supposed to win this, and I think he will, but there's maybe a chance that he isn't. Um, him versus SJ would have been very interesting. We didn't get to see that because of the insane run by two different pretty underrated players uh, in terms of just, like, we know they're good. We have know they have had great results. They've had good online results, and then they just go to events, or in the case of men's, don't go to events. Um, and just have not been putting up the same stuff. So to see this these results was pretty awesome. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, like Wizzy here was very, very cool. Uh, very good to see him again. I'm just like, I watched that man tech chase and do his shit. And I'm just like, I am glad to have this. It's it good, did feel good like something was missing for majors, right? Like seeing was seeing was he like hit uh Jcam or like a Sheik with three up airs across, you yeah, know, off stage and then grab ledge. There's something quite, and then like once a game he hits some like ridiculous uh SDI near the ledge or whatever, and like re grabs his opponent, and you're like, oh my god, how did this guy do that? It was a, it was kind of like part of watching a major that I, that I, I missed. I, I kind of have that, you know, like. No, I'm so used it's to good it. to have him back Louis I mean I, I'm not even a Wizzy fan necessarily I don't consider myself like the guy who's rooting for Wizzy at every single round and yet I'm like man yeah you're definitely not I, a Wizzy I, fan I, I, you're, you're more of a Bond type I forget what he says. Well, you've just been bonded. You've just been bonded. It's literally his name. <laughs> the only thing I know is the meme where it's like uh, none hits a none hits a sick combo on Piskel per seven. <laughs> it's just camera, 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 camera. No, Dude, Piskel I mean, per seven. Was get, yeah, getting hit Mets by a lot of stuff. On fire during grand finals. It goes down to game five of set two, and Wizzy wins neutral five times. <laughs> and that's the set. It is just like the best way for it to end, right? It was, it was incredible. A, it was super down to the wire, and then it's just like Wizzy just at the very like last possible moment for him to do it, he just goes, "By the way, I'm still this bitch," and he just like does exactly what he did before. It was vintage Wizzy. It was so cool to see. I mean, that those entire sets were great, that right? Because mean. sure, <laughs> yeah, like that bitch I read as non derogatory. This bitch I did. Yeah, this <laughs> true, and it's just yeah, he is that bitch. I'm sorry. I the, in, in the UK they don't use that word. Yeah, they have a, they've got a different word for bitch, <laughs> really? and I can't say it here. We're not allowed to say um, it. But uh, but meds meds was gr- looking great. It is one of those cool, really cool sets where um, Wizzy was missing some stuff, but Wizzy wasn't playing bad. I think that if you no. if you look at this, you might go, oh, it's Wizzy's first turret back. He probably was not 100%. He was probably dropping shit. And um, I think that I'm not willing to say that this is Wizzy back to his peak form. Um, but he was there. He was good. He was doing stuff. And Meds was just 
keeping up and and Dude, was met three owed SJ like that same yeah. same weekend you know it's it's not like he it's not like meds was. was not playing great and he just beat some like bad opponent it's not like he beat mickey mouse opponents right like no, he, he whooped on he whooped on the big the big gang of people he robbed chape that was one of yeah yeah i know i know that feeling like chape hey. by the way plays eddie mexico who chape beat in a way where i thought wow okay fox wins that matchup i don't see how eddie can can beat chape again game and then one eddie came back did it game one just, right yeah and then Eddie plays amazing out of his mind. I'm like, wow, that's disappointing. But it really looked like Eddie was playing good. I don't know what to say. I've and literally never seen Eddie play that for a whole weekend. Like, Eddie beating yeah. SJ, I swear, is like, to me, that feels like a historic upset. Yeah. I, I know, like, I'm sure Eddie has, I know Eddie has taken stats from him. But it had been, like, so long. And I think beating someone like, you know, modern SJ and, and like, Luigi Falcon is just, like, that is mind-blowing to me. I could not get over that. It was incredible. It was really, really good. I mean, he played at a level where you just Eddie is one of those players where I don't understand how Eddie got better because Eddie is in a region that's hard to get to. He's grinding that play, which is great, but he plays a mid-tier and you figure people just get better against mid-tiers mm -hmm. and Eddie specifically because he plays them so much, but nobody figures him out. He's also, just a it's beast. a tournament in Mexico, which like... That's scary he has for trouble him. there because like, they, playing? yeah, he yeah. plays a lot of people that know how to play versus Eddie. Sorry, this is Smash World Tour website is well, on my computer. Yeah, I mean, Smash World Tour or Central America, he did not really do incredibly well because the whole adage of oh he doesn't do well in region was true. Because yeah. this is like this is not the the thing where we say right now. Omsa doesn't do well in region, right? That doesn't exist anymore. But like but that. um, it's still true for any Mexico. And yet here we are, and he continues to get better, right? It's like it is it's a really true testament to this to melee um, that we have people like any Mexico or someone like J Flex, who is a little bit of a different story, but players who legitimately were trying and failed to make top one hundred. Like when when you see players who dip off the top 100, a lot of times it's them not becoming active or just becoming inactive, not going to stuff. Um, and I want to say that like these types of players, your J Flexes, your Eddie Mexicos, went to enough shit to be eligible and did not make top 100. Some of them didn't make ballot, and yeah. it's just like so cool to see the resurgence resurgence of these players. Uh, see them, maybe Eddie not not at his peak. Uh, still has some ways to go, but J Flex better than J Flex has ever been. Uh, sorry, not to bring up. <laughs> there's right. There's some. It's, it's a similar sort of Jersey story, though. Yeah. In terms of, uh, apparently it's it's very uh, spicy this week to bring to talk about how good Jersey is. But but yeah, Eddie, seeing Eddie just like rocket back to 2014, Eddie or whatever, um, has been very very cool. Uh, and and. Before I end talking about him, I just want to say that, like, it's really so sick to see him do so well versus these players who have given him trouble. Um, unfortunately, one of those players happened to be Chape, who really seemed to uh, – I thought he was pretty primed to to beat Eddie that first game um, and really looked to be giving Meds a, a run for his money. Uh, unfortunately, he just ran into two players who were having possibly some of the hottest tournaments they've ever had. Mets went goblin mode on Chape. 
Yeah, it was. Like, we know that we. That's kind of random over near the end. Mets is so but, good know, at Fox like, Park it was, it was on both sides. Good, yeah, I mean, it was still a good run from Chop at the event. Like, it's hey. no, yeah, no. Uh, he beat know, far. It's not an easy thing to, to beat far. Katera. Yeah, could have lost to Valdo. I saw that set. Good play. He could have lost to Valdo. <laughs> he could have lost to Valdo. Um, the Chilean players were saying they need to get him on a TV and practice edge guards and not get nervous. And you know, I don't know. I think it's easier said than done. That was a spicy fox ditto. That was that, that looked like a battle. I was mm-hmm. happy to see Chape run into some spots where he wasn't totally comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of weird Marth, a lot of stuff going on that is is tricky. I don't think Chape, when he was talking about it, felt like he was playing particularly good any of these three days and still had a great run, made top eight, and lost to second and you know, second and third at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, it's it's tough, right? Like we we have to say, um, or actually, maybe you don't. I don't know. When it comes to these types of uh, results-based things, mm-hmm. um, I, I've i never known whether it's, like, the humanitarian thing to go, oh, you know, they... Like, Logan stayed up, like, all night before uh, tipped off, right? Do I say that, or do I say it's, a, not say, it's yeah. a loss? Logan um, had a good weekend. But <laughs> what's that? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just to but, just to um, mention that Logan plays a net play tournament and a regional at the same time. Yes, it's the bag. It's the new. It's the new bag. But but um, yeah. I mean, like Chape did extremely well here and was like pretty clearly not at his peak. It's it's um something that like can be easily explained away by the fact that he is uh on like month or gets the end of the month like week four of a different event every single weekend in a country that is like not his own uh he's been away from home for like a month at this point it's very easy to explain it all away but it's really good to see players who are able to like pick it up um because you're going to have situations where not everyone's playing in their in their peak play so get to, to get to see like see all the sides of his play throughout this um trip has been really cool. I was like fucking, you know, tearing out my hair like every set he played because every set was a clincher this this tournament. But um, yeah, it was it was super cool to see, and uh, I think like I I love Chape, right? Yeah, you know, of course we wouldn't have paid X number of dollars to get him out to this stuff if we did it. Um, but I I will say as someone who loves Chape, some who thinks very highly, he exceeded my expectations on this trip. Like, I believe in Chape so much. And even then, I did not expect it to go this well. He came He came out of this. Um, he's got a Fizz win. He's got a Max win. He beat Morse Code. He beats Eddie. He beats Mech. And, and I look at the sets that he loses. And I think he loses to H-Bucks every day of the week, unfortunately. <laughs> but most of those sets, I don't see them as, like, definite losses if there's a run back. That Frenzy one... He was rough and and it was rusty, but it looked doable. Ben, I mean, hey, give my boy Sheik. I think that's always doable. Um, of course, the Eddie set like he's being Eddie. Uh, that that last Hundo set, yeah, it's just um, it's really impressive to me. Where I I look at these losses and I'm like, I don't know if these are always going to be losses if he if he keeps doing this. Um, very impressive run from him. I I came into this obviously liking him and obviously know he's good, but I came out of it with an even bigger appreciation of what he's done. 
That's Homero. That's Homero. Homero. That's Homero. Yeah, I I really enjoyed the run. Really enjoyed watching it. I was uh, most disappointed with Alex19. I know he was reading chat during Top 8, and I said, give us a melee channel one time for the boys. He did not. That's what we call going Hollywood, and we don't like to see it here in melee stats. No. We're not a big fan of Hollywood. At, At least when other people go Hollywood, they tend to throw money our way. That's true. Or like a melee chilena one time. Walt Walt hits the melee chilena. Walt would do it. Radar what would, would that sound like? Radar, we would lie to him and say a top player told him to say it. And we would definitely we would uh, trick Radar. Melee Chileno? <laughs> melee Chileno. Tune back in for more Melee Chileno. He's got a good voice. Tune back in for Melee Chileno. You're not hitting it. No, like uh, Jorge and Junebug run Melee Chileno nonstop. <laughs> Those, Those two are demons. Those two are absolute demons. I had so much fun. Um, but yeah, which brings me to my next point, which is uh, Mickey Mouse Majors, right? Yes. Right. Uh, I don't know what the yeah, question I is here. So like, just, just for reference, my, my idea for this topic was to... Uh, investigate this idea of mickey mouse majors like what does it mean to be a mickey mouse major where does this term come from and what like broader concept are is the is a mickey mouse major supposed to open our eyes to and what is what 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 kind of takeaways can we get from the existence and presence of mickey mouse majors and in the current like community landscape so you know this is kind of your opportunity to take the floor you know if we if we see a fit we'll ask questions about it but uh, I think really, Chroma, you're the perfect person to uh, talk about this sort of thing. Right. So my understanding of Mickey Mouse Major, um, you know, it's funny. I'm trying to remember where I first heard this. This has got to be a basketball thing, right? From the finals. It's a basketball thing. It's, about, yeah. it's, just, it's the new way of saying paper champion, right? You well, know. so, uh, I mean, it's possible that this could have existed before, but the, but the big, uh, you know, surge of, of Mickey Mouse is um, – LeBron has a Mickey Mouse ring. <laughs> uh, Which, because you love the idea of just having some kids' version of the ring that doesn't count. You think well, like official. there's a there's a really, um, it's like I get it, right? Because it so he won in the bubble, the NBA bubble, and people. I don't know if this is recent. People keep posting clips of like players going insane in the bubble. And they say, I know the bubble's fake. Like, it's this weird thing with, like, I know this is fake, but this is a cool dunk. And then everyone's like, it's a cool dunk. It's like, it would have been a cool dunk anywhere. Um, <laughs> they drove themselves psychotic by the notion of Mickey Mouse Major. Just like, they're, they're like, hey, hey, I know it's fake, but but watch this. Um, yeah, but so so they win in the bubble. Uh, and people will love to, like, you know, tear down LeBron. Uh, I am agnostic on this area. I don't care. But, uh but like, hey, if the like the most hated guy in in basketball, like he won a a ring in a situation that was very different than every other one. Um, that is like you know subject to people questioning the the veracity of it. Uh, and then also the the NBA bubble was in Walt Disney, the, yes, the which, resort which is in, in Orlando, literally Mickey Mouse land. So it's literally the Mickey Mouse, <laughs> the Mickey Mouse aspect of it. Um, I want to I want to make a retraction. Uh, Alex Nineteen done something I think far filthier than Melee Chileno. That was very <laughs> Melee Chileno. So I, I take it all back. 
But to bring me back to Mickey Mouse Major, it's really something where you look at it and you're like, that was kind of fraudulent. Um, I went through uh, the entire history of chess champions uh, to determine, you know, level of Mickey Mouse-ness. Because right now, Magnus Carlsen has decided, yeah, you know what? These matches are terrible. They're not fun to play. I've beaten you all. I'm not interested to play Jan again. I already destroyed him. Uh, you know, all the people I wanted to play didn't win. I am going to forfeit. And as a result, you're going to have a Mickey Mouse championship where two players who are clearly not the best in the world are going to, like, for the first time, just kind of be very fraudulent. There were many Mickey Mouse majors when Kasparov broke off. He basically said, I'm done with FIDE for a lot of reasons. And they had a series of increasingly Mickey Mouse championships involving, like, all right, what do we do? Because we have to punish him. But, like, you know, what can you really say about it? Uh, like, the, the Live or the LIV Tour, whatever it is you call it, those are some Mickey Mouse championships, right? Because all the best players are not there. Was Wimbledon a Mickey Mouse major? Because uh, people weren't there. I don't know. Tennis is kind of kind of goofy. And so really, you know, I have two main ideas when it comes to Mickey Mouse majors in Melee as far as the discourse goes. Number one, uh, there are spots that where for a variety of reasons, be they forfeits, uh, late DQs, bracket chicanery, uh, you know, the win doesn't seem to be as impressive. And so you have a situation where, for example, Mango is playing Zane in semis of Phantom. IBDW is playing Lucky and two people I had not heard of to get there, if I remember that correctly. Um, you know, if a tournament is very top heavy, but accounts for a huge amount of, you know, points on a circuit, is it Mickey Mouse? This is a good question. What is a major? And I think it's always going to be fun to call stuff Mickey Mouse. Um, and I think I first started calling things Mickey Mouse majors in Smash, primarily if Polish was there or not there. My contention was that Polish was the best player in the world. And that if you win a major and Polish is not there, it is of the Mickey Mouse variety because you didn't be Polish. Um, and this was true, um, as a matter of fact. There were three majors that happened kind of around the same time. Riptide, which had Plup, HBox, IBDW, a uh, lot of huge top players. Mickey Mouse. Um, you had low, uh, you had a low tide city. Yeah, Ginger wins that, and that one seemed like a bit more Mickey Mousey than the others. Wait, no, I'm I'm mixing them up. Axe uh, Pip wins low tide city. Which one did Ginger win? He won low tide city twenty twenty one. Okay, and then there's what was the thing that low tier city? Low tier city. No, it was low tide city twenty twenty one. Okay, never. Various LTCs, and both times they're called Mickey Mouse Majors because, you know, the overall strength isn't really there. And then there was probably the most Mickey Mouse of them all at the time, which was um, what Polish won, which was Fall Smash Con? Smash Con Smash Fall, Con, Fest, Fall yeah. Fest. Smash Con Fall Fest. That's right. Um, it was Polish. Who else was at that tournament? Right. Right. Well, okay, that is pretty cool. Bones. No yes. fluxes. No fluxes with the juice box. Wally using to play against right. Dark uh, actually. Dark Gen X Dark getting Gen X top sixteen. A good w, right. Allowed for him to uh, run for summit. Right and hidden hidden in these these Mickey Mouse things or a lot of secret things that turn out to be very interesting later. I mean, Slug gets fifth at um Slug gets fifth. At a Smash Con Fall Fest, because I believe losing to No Flux is twice, right? No Flux is fire member gets third at this juice box, gets second. The Swooper gets ninth. Wally gets ninth. Nintendo still good gets seventeenth. Yeah, so it's, but you know the the consequences of that immediately fed into a different circuit. 
But as it turns out, all the other events were Mickey Mouse because Polish then beat Ginger. So beat mm-hmm. the LTC champion. Beats IBDW the first time. Beats Hungrybox. So how Mickey Mouse was it really? And this brings me to my core point, which is that Wave Dash is a major. Because we can just call stuff majors. You beat everyone in the room. You don't know how good they are. You have to find out later. J-Mook loses to Frenzy. We don't know the implications of that until J-Mook destroys everybody. What is a Mickey Mouse major? Not Wave Dash. All right. That is that is a really great point. Um, personally, I'm I I go by if it's uh, doesn't have Armada, it's a Mickey Mouse major. So we've been having a lot of those recently. It's been a long time. That's actually, it's actually very a real true. major. <laughs> there, there has not been a real major in a long time. Coming up on like uh, four years. Four, <laughs> four years since our last I major. Um, it. It's crazy that Melee's still alive without having a without real a major. Single... Yeah, um, I mean, that's kind of Mickey Mousey, right? <laughs> Though I do maintain Armada would not take any games on a setup with Mott Money and B-Bets. He's struggling on that setup. Wait, put Musco Man and uh, Tommy. <laughs> you put Musco Man back I put Tommy, in. he's done for. Well, put, put, no, put, put Spike on there. You put Musco Man and Tommy back in there, and, and you say, take one game, Armada, you got three hours. <laughs> <laughs> It's not happening. The bet has gone too far. Okay. Well, well, let me. Uh, I I do think that there's like a there's a grain of truth to what you're talking about, right? This idea so. that you know, like players can decide to go to tournaments and then decide to drop out, and that and that sort of uh, you know socially, you know, whether it's you, maybe it's just for the short term, like you mentioned before with Polish, but for whatever reason, we are you know because of the pandemic, because of you know competing circuits making it difficult to assess what truly counts and muddying the waters of what tournaments are more important or whatever. There does seem to be this bad of tournaments that we're seeing filled up with a lot of mid-level players and players on the cusp of being considered like established as established as some of these other players. And sometimes it turns out that those players are just as as good as all the other ones, like we like you mentioned before with Polish. And other times we're kind of left with these tournaments with a lot of top 25 to 50 players and uh, you know some structure to them but still wondering in the back of our mind how they would fare in like a Genesis style setting, right? So I guess uh, sort of one question I have uh, for you, Chroma, at the end of this, given this like late trend of, you know, the murky area of what's a major, what isn't, what's a Mickey Mouse, you know, the the rising, uh, the presence of Mickey Mouse majors. Something I want to ask you is, is there a healthy place in our scene for Mickey Mouse majors? Is this something that we should be concerned about? Does Genesis or Big House ever run the risk of becoming Mickey Mouse majors? What is the what is sort of the path forward, and how does this scene adapt to this new reality of you know, spread out and unpredictable top player attendance, and arguably a you know great you know ambiguity as far as the tournaments prestige? Great question. And first of all, I would have to say that there was a Mickey Mouse Genesis, and it was the Genesis that Ginger got top eight. Okay, I remember that one. That was that was the most Mickey Mouse you can get. It can happen. It's just it, yeah. So it, it's so this is not something new necessarily. It's just that we have the words to describe a classic. 
Uh, yeah. Um, and here's, here's, I guess, the story I would tell. One of the many Mickey Mouse uh, chess championships um, was held by FIDE, where Kirsan Iluzunov, I always get his name wrong, basically, um, somewhat self-appointed president of Kalmykia. There was an election. There were some journalists that got shot. Uh, you know, we're talking like a Soviet Union breakup era oligarch. And this guy was very obsessed with chess, also believed aliens visited him. And at one point, uh, Fide and Kasparov, basically that comes to a head. And Kasparov says, I'm done. I'm not part of Fide. You can do whatever you want. But at the same time, you did have some functional issues with the way that the world championship was designed. Um, you actually had a top player refuse to play um, because Bobby Fischer believed when he rematched Karpov in 75, he should get um, the situation where you're going to play first two six wins. But if it's tied 5-5, five, five, I win. Or I forget exactly how he did it. I think it, it was like first to seven, but if it's tied 6-6, six, six, I win. So I get an advantage. And they said, we're not going to do that. And he said, okay, I forfeit. You had a situation where they really experimented with first to five to try and, but this is wins, to discourage draws. You had Kasparov versus Karpov went for like 48-52 games. So this was not really good for top players. Somebody in chat is bringing up Korchno, which is a great point. They kidnapped his family in the middle of one of his Karpov matches. Bro, you got to bring this back to Smash. Right, sorry. So um, they try a single elimination tournament where you're basically playing 128 people round after round. And oh normally these matches are like 30... 30 games or like in that range it's like eight people play matches to get down to there they threw 128 people uh best of twos and whoever makes it out of this and the matches get longer as you go is the champion and alexander kaufman wins who's something like 40th or 50th ranked in the world and everyone calls him a mickey mouse champion and he says you know what you top players all you do is you hang out and you only play each other you don't go to events unless the other ones are there or if you get a big, you know, sponsorship to show up. All you do is you play each other and we can't tell how good you are because you mostly just play each other and you hide your ranking points with each other. I'm saying you guys are the real Mickey Mouse champions. And, you know, he was like kind of right and also very wrong. But I think this is kind of the approach that you have. Like if top players are just not going to be at a tournament, this is Blur's idea where you're like, no, this counts. There's no way a Genesis could ever be Mickey Mouse because it's Genesis, right? And so you play this game either with circuits or, you know, some sort of clout or notion mm -hmm. that, like, you win a major. Um, you have a point. So there's, there's some attempt to fight back against that. And then the other thing that we can do is um, we can put wheat in a tiny, tiny room. Um, and reseed every top 32. It's always the, it's always the so we got to keep room. them in Stoke is what you're saying. We got to keep, we, it doesn't have to be Stoke. It can be a tiny room everywhere, but you have situations where top players just either DQ or can't show up or get sick in the middle, but you always have this ability to reseed. Um, so you can have a relatively balanced bracket and avoid the appearance of Mickey Mousity. And these are, these are really our two options. <laughs> you know, you know, Chroma, you mentioned one thing a while back. And you said a lot of interesting things. I'm sorry, but but you didn't you didn't ever top what you said a while back. It's just that you can call something a major. Now a few episodes ago we were, I think it was with Vish. No, I don't know. We had, hey, go back and find it. That'll be fun. Go back through all the old memories of the show. But we were talking about something, and I was like, I don't know who calls something majors. And then the, our guest was like, Isn't that you guys? And I was like, Wait, it is us. Oh God! Who who else is deciding what a major is? We we'll decide. decide. All right. So we, here's how we it goes. To decide. Fucking say something's a major. Do you know what happens? 
if I say something's a, you know, if melee stats goes blank, you know, this thing is a major. They're like, well, there's no top player in attendance. And I don't want, uh, <laughs> I mean, is just like, well, I don't want it. I got to win the major. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I, I don't want, I don't want Logan to be a major winner. <laughs> It's it's like Logan Panda. That's it. It's like well, I guess I gotta go. Armada's can't not let... beating Logan or Panda, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but at least you gotta try. Do you think this is ever um, gonna work? Like us just blatantly baiting Armada into coming back? Well, we talked about this, day. right? You get to retire Fief peacefully flag, if you don't talk about how you did in Smash. Like Mewtwo King is is going a little bit too far for my taste. Yes. He's he's now he's starting to tweet like actually had a super good mentality. <laughs> he's like actually I won a lot of majors and I, I actually, did it because my mentality was great. And I was like, super I don't excited that. to play everybody and the whole time and I was never super not happy to play Puff or ICs or PPMD when he was dominant or. You I don't remember. I don't remember. Maybe I my was, mind's foggy, but I don't remember. This. I don't remember. Which, which, I mean, I think he's found peace. I think, ironically, now he'd probably be, you know, the most ready for tournaments. Except he's probably still going to ask us to see to some away from ice climbers. But, well, I mean, part of being ready for a tournament is um, signing up when registration is open. Um, and then another part of being prepared for a tournament is signing up um, like a day so, or two after registration closes. You can't do either of these things yet. And then he he's at the level where he will ask to be signed up um, about a week after registration closes, which for most tournaments is when the event starts. <laughs> so there was actually, and people may not know this, and I don't know, cut me off if you don't want me to talk about it. There was almost a Mewtwo King appearance in singles at CEO 2022. So tell us a little bit about why do you think that happened? Because my theory was that he thought like, oh, hey. That's a major. Uh, I, I want to play know. again. Okay, so did I? I I, I mentioned this very briefly, um, and I've not done any legwork on this, and maybe I'm full of myself, but I think melee would be better if I start a Discord and it's just every top 100 player, and no one can talk, you and just I just say, them. and I just say, here's when the next major is. <laughs> And I honestly think melee gets better because so many people don't know when events are. There's so many good players who have no idea where when events are. So, like, do I think that Mewtwo King does he like see CEO and then it registration closes, seedings out, and then he goes, "I can win this." Um, I think that it's it's really Occam's Razor here. Yeah. I think that he just doesn't know that CEO exists until it's like literally the week of, and he's like. Oh, that's like close to my house. I can <laughs> go to that. I can have someone drive me to that <laughs> instead rules. of having someone book my flight. We got to trick top easier. players more. We we tricked. Well, we didn't trick face roll, but they tricked face roll. Yes, <laughs> that's how this works, right? Where face roll signs up, tricked by seventy five dollars in crypto. Then now he's trapped into going to the big house. Now suddenly you want a free flight and hotel to the big house. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's how um, it's got to be, right? Uh, yeah, it's like it's so funny how many players have zero idea of what events are happening, um, because but like the... we like to we like to think that like like oh everyone knows that SmashCon is coming up soon and that it's a platinum event, but we are the ones who know that. 
Yeah. It's the it's the people in the Melee Stats Discord who, they're the ones who know what events are coming up and what events at Panda Cup and what Smash World Tour. The people who actually have to gain from all this have no idea. Men's got a spot in Panda Cup. I had no idea that it was a Panda Cup event. That's true. Yeah. He he just he's, he now I, qualifies for Panda Cup Finals, and he probably doesn't know that he got a lot of Smash World Tour points from that. Oh my God, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> it was a Smash World Tour Platinum event. He probably just like, oh, I love Mexico. I live close to Mexico. <laughs> I um, go to the tournament. I'll go. Yeah, I'll go to Mexico. Sure. My wife said I'm allowed to go to the tournament. I'll go. And then he just like qualifies for two different tournaments, basically. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, no one knows what tournaments are happening. It's like so funny. Honestly, if if the like Mickey Mouse majors get rid of if the wheat discord ha- exists and I literally just go, this is your next major. I am <laughs> I am like mission impossible. I just go, here's your next mission. You are going to go to Chantilly, Virginia to play in SmashCon. And suddenly SmashCon's a super major. Wave Dash is a major. Wave Dash is a major, and it's coming up soon. We yeah. have spent a long time talking about stuff that is not Wave Dash. Hate we God. Have, we really don't have much more of the show to go. Um, I think That's that true. that J Mook is going to win. I think J Mook actually has one of the most dog shit brackets that I can imagine for J Mook, but J Mook will win, and it will be glorious. And who's in the J Mook? J Mook has S Fat in winners' quarters. Ooh. Yeah, super tough. Basically, the best Fox versus Sheik you can imagine that isn't Plup, I guess. I've even, wanted to so, see even that. so. I've like, wanted to see that for a long time. I'm, I don't want to clarify. IBDW and Mango are good at the matchup, um, but SFAT, for his level and for how long and how dominant these head to heads are, SFAT, I think, is better. Now, I was really impressed by J Mook dismantling Zuppy. Yes. That was insane. I saw literally, I was like, wow, Zuppy could win. I can't wait to, you know, think about that later. I missed the tournament. I come back, I see J Mook do that double stop turnaround of tilt combo. Insane. And I'm like, oh, nope, just kidding. J Mook's the goat. Um, I, got... It's so funny. Like, I, I know that we're being, um, it seems like we're being hyperbolic when we go, Zuppy's a little scary for J Mook. But it, I think that Zuppy is one of the best foxes in the chic matchup when yeah. he was way worse than he is now he dismantled drefin who is way better than he is now it is just like old foxes it's tough they're like he is so good and yeah. then now that was his Jay best Mook, win for a while jay mook was like what are you talking about why would you ever think that <laughs> i don't think this guy's very I had good a chance all. to lose yeah. to this guy like mm-hmm. just six out and was dancing on him um so does that, I mean, how does that relate to SFAT, who, very good player, but I would say, yeah, a different tier than than uh, Zuppy for sure. I think that's going to be interesting. I think, I think what, what is really interesting here is that this is a major, yes, that's, that's at full stop, this is a major, uh, mm-hmm. but this is a major that that has J. Mook, um, it doesn't have his, his uh, good matchups. No, he plays. So he plays the winner of Logos and Asashi to make um, top sixteen, uh, the top twenty four winner side. Mm-hmm. So Falco did log, drop a game to Cleesh. I don't know. He's then got the winner of Franz. Like you know, most likely it's going to be the winner of Franz and um, and Azel or Cliche <laughs> again. If Cliche beats Azel and Franz, 
SF also is in this pool. SF, my goat, could do this. Oh yeah, my goat. Yeah. Um, but then after that, it's SFAT. After that, it's Mango. After that, it's H God. Which is just like that's his he... worst possible bracket. Exactly. And and J Mook's thing for me right now is it's kind of like the ticking clock as to when he's going to win a major, um, which I think he will. I did not get to do my little answer sheet on this we, thing. We got to fill it in and update it. You can do it. Just come home. <laughs> I, I'm trying to come home. But, Make it home. But, but, uh, but no, I think J Mook is going to win a major. I, is, it, is it this year? Possibly there's a lot of good opportunities for him to do so. Um, but anyway, you chop it up, right? The the like the perfect bracket path for J Mook to win a major is to avoid Hungry Box and to get one of the foxes that he's already beaten and Zane, right? That is like the way that you have to do it. If you if you are like making the perfect J Mook path to victory, that is how yeah. you do it. And how you don't do it is have Mango, a person who he's already lost to. And Hungrybox, a person who he has. You don't have Hungrybox as the other top seed. That's no. Oh. You you need no. the Mars to you need the Mars to beat foxes. You don't need J Mook to beat him, but you need the Mars in here to beat people, and you need J Mook to beat the Mars. Yeah. Unfortunately, in Hungrybox's path, we have drumroll, please. Hungrybox will be playing. Uh, oh wow, Forox or Beach Bum. So that's two Doctor Mario's. That should be pretty fun. After that, it's either Squid or YCZ, uh, either of which will be hilarious, and I'm excited mm-hmm. to watch it. But, you know, I, if Leon does it, he is the GOAT. Uh, then it's Soof. Um, it's Soof or Aura, I think. And, you know, I would like to see Hungrybox Aura, but... Aura is, uh, is Aura? DQing. <laughs> All right, so probably not then. Yeah, so that's that's Soof or in some nightmare situation, Gooms beats Soof and then beats Hungrybox. And then we ban the Goom Wave instantly. Um, <laughs> Hungry Box and Winter's Quarters has the uh, projected winner of Meds and Spark. And I got to say, Meds looked great. Yeah. That is an interesting one. After that, it is likely, um, and this could go a couple other ways, uh, Fiction and Kadoran. And I'm not really bullish on either of them versus Puff right now. Fiction just suffered heavily at the hands of Khalid's psychological warfare. I don't know if you saw the tweets. Uh, the, the venue was closing. Uh, this is a situation I know well in San Diego. I've watched Khalid double time out. Or did Khalid do it? He had double timed out Zach Farron-Wero or some combination. It did seem like the odds were stacked against Fiction unusually. Yeah, which was a rare Verdugo. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, Fiction, uh, I mean, hey, when, when you're a competitor. Yeah, right, but like, you know, Hungrybox and Khalid, they're about the same skill. But I think Hungrybox's psychological powers... It's still like slightly above Khalid's, but it's Hungrybox's ability to not be high at the tournament is also going to be, I think, the difference maker there. So I'm I'm a little bit worried. Quite possibly. Um, I can't tell you why I'm so negative on Kadoran versus Puff lately. I mean, it's 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 not even that. I, I think it's not that fair H-box, really to do. Yeah. Either one could just beat Hbox. I don't think Hbox is coming into this. He is the person to beat, and he is looking pretty hard to beat at this specific tournament. Um, it's not a major if he wins. I'm sorry, I will change that if if he does win this. But like, if you want to construct a tournament that has another top five player and a top ten, fifteen oh my player, God, that's true. Yeah, this would be the kind of way to do it. Is like 
you know, you have uh, you have Jay Mook as your top five player. You've got Kadorin as your top 10 player. And you've got Mango as your, I guess, Mango and Fiction, right, as your top 15 players. Um, you're, you're, like, avoiding Aklo. You know, you're avoiding none okay. or Lod oh, or I'm like, like anyone in the top I'm reading five. in chat. Meds withdrew, and then someone and then Zedra said Meds said a tweet saying he's entering again. Meds, uh, yeah, so he he oh, uh, DQ'd, uh, and then his wife told him to go, and he's like, Well, if the wife says I, I should go, God you know bless, God bless <laughs> Meds's family. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where if Hungrybox wins, it might not be a major if. J Mook or Mango wins, it's pretty cool. If Fiction or Kadoran wins, it's a major. I want to see Mango do something at this event. I don't know what Actually, that means. Actually, Mango wins, it's probably a major, yeah. Does that mean he beats Hbox? Quite possibly doable. I don't know. We, we tend to see him ramp his way up into beating Hbox, and it's not just um, like a... Like, Leffen will do this thing where he looks really shitty one tournament and then the next tournament he looks amazing and he beats hbox uh, and I, so bad i feel like when mango beats hbox it's usually like it takes him a little bit to like get up there um so we we haven't seen him go from zero to a hundred uh that quick in terms of hbox but I, I i'd like to see it um yeah and yeah i mean historically I, they usually take like turns beating each other for a while yeah hbox kind of wins three or four in a row and then mango wins like three or four and it's like oh like i don't know what and then kind of like hbox will come back with like a new trick or just like be on the ledge and mango will be like oh fuck this guy like i, I yeah stupid fucking strategy then after like three or four sets we're like oh my god like is mango gonna beat him again then suddenly mango looks like mango is a number i think he'll eventually turn around but you know betting on that kind of thing to happen now is a little it's a little, a little hard. Is there any reason to bet against HBox at this tournament? You know, it's it's messed up, but uh, it's yeah. No, I was I was kind of talking about this in chat because someone was like, "Oh, you guys are biased against Hungrybox again." True. Um, why isn't it a major if Hungrybox wins? Uh, because part of it is because he's the first seed, right? So the path is a little bit easier. If you beat Fiction J Mook, J Mook, is it a major? Probably still should count, but it's definitely different than if you beat like Mango J Mook Hbox in a row. It's it's that curse this is of the major regardless of who. It's still, right, I'm I'll happy go. to say I'm happy yeah. to to smile along and say it's a major, yeah. but in terms of like actually, it's not a major. Hbox um, looks great. I think it is interesting, but it's also funny because J Mook and Mango have tougher paths to get there. I think Mango has the easier path in some sense to get there. Playing Swedish and Johnny do demonstrate dangers to him, but most of the time that's not a problem. I don't know what I'm saying, actually. Do you know I, I think what... Hbox just knows who he has to prepare against, but at the same time, he lost to KJH. It's true. Uh, I don't know if there's a KJH level so slayer here, though. Yeah, there's no one you're really that worried about, but Hungrybox has also devastated anybody coping on, like, this person's got the sauce against Puff, you know? True. <laughs> um, definitely um, Hbox devastation on that. You know, I think it should be a cool tournament. I think Hungrybox might legitimately be favored against the field, which is funky to say. But also, like, being first seed is a powerful thing here. Yeah. Um, you know what's something that uh, that we haven't brought up yet? Um, this is what got Hbox number one, like, for 
2018 and 2019 was this tournament, this style of tournament. Because if you guys remember 2018, 2019, he had big wins. But really, his kind of like whole year was going to tournaments where there was maybe one or two other top players, one or two other top five, top ten players winning, and then losing the tournaments where every single person went. And like we've already seen him lose a ton of tournaments this year. No one would say that he has a, you know, the same claim to number one that he had in those years. But like this does remind me of those years where he would go to stuff and he would lose the big house and he'd lose SmashCon and he'd lose Genesis, but he would win like DreamHack Austin or like or, whatever random tournament too hot to like, handle, right? two like, people came into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like whenever throw it like there's so many tournaments that he did and i feel like wave dash feels like a like a funny retreat back to those days of just like you know a couple top players and and it's just like oh yeah i don't know how hbox doesn't win this you know it it does feel like that but i think it was actually us three we talked about how ceo 2022 felt like that for him and that was happening in florida i think we true we did i mean we did talk about how this is the one for like if you wanted to create a a major for hbox to win it wouldn't be ceo 2022 and he loses Um, that but then wins he wins insane turnaround ridiculous that's so like that conditional is so nuts to me one thing i'll say against hbox and this is probably the last thing we're going to say on wave dash um is that this is a term where Jay Mook does not have to have to prepare for everyone else. I don't know how big that deal that's going to be. But this is a tournament where he has one person with his target, right? Maybe yeah. he cares a little bit about Mango. I don't really know. He lost know him how... the last time. He should care. He did. And 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 but like I do think that that I don't know. I don't know if that's his his big matchup that he cares about a lot. But like you in terms of, of people to target for Puff in That's terms of people with targets you. on their back, I think it's it's clearly HBox. And if you take JMook to a major and he's got, you know, possibly IBW, maybe Zane, maybe Leffen, maybe maybe HBox, I think that that his um, everything is spread. And we have not really seen him at an event where he gets to just put his sole focus on one person. Now, does that mean that this is going to be the big breakthrough? I don't, I don't know. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see because I think that that you know maybe this this is good for him or like you said mango won the last set maybe it's gonna come back to bite him for like focusing so much on hbox when the field here he has not not my thing to be slept on top eight who are we going with who's our pick i think we all are we all saying hbox yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go hbox it's kadoran time i guess i'll say jamu why not yeah i think it's kadoran jamu I like I it. I think Kadoran beats Fiction, beats Hungrybox, and beats Mango. Yeah. JMook's gonna have to lose to Mango and Hungrybox, though. <laughs> for the I mean, culture. For the San Diego good. culture. Which, you know, he seems cool. I think he'd be down. All right. So we do have some questions for, for tonight. Uh, we had a lot from the patrons. I, I picked just about three of them that we can go over really quickly. Um, this one is actually kind of long right now, and it's come from Cleesh. Um, Cleesh. Chroma, San Diego Melee all-time top 10. Oh, Just, shit. So 10 is a bit of a mm-hmm. number. 
Um, so if you just like quickly go over some names. Yeah, not, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to have it. Tell who the goat of San Diego is. I'm not going to. You know, the messed up part is um, people will disrespect this pick, but it is um, in actual results and grind and going to things, it's Kadoran. Kadoran, we have never had a top 10 player like that. There have been points where we've known Santi was that good and Santi's absolutely stunned people. But out of respect for just Godoran doing all that he does, it's got to be him at number one. Second is probably still Santi. Third out of pure, just raw talent. It is probably Sat Daddy. If you go back in time, there are some people that you should probably talk about, like St. Pat, um, you know, various people like Rick of the Age and Lep, sort of a situation. I think Leland makes top 10. I think a lot of people never saw Leland play every time he went out to something he did well, second at the first SoCal Melee Arcadian when nobody knew who he was really. Um, came to an SSS, did really well. I think he lost to like McCain and Hugo, which were just nightmares for him. Um, worst loss I think he ever took was Cam. Um, and then, yeah, and then went to Genesis and got 33rd. So like Leland there Um, and then I think like Souf is definitely like somewhere in like the five ish, six ish range. I have Gage in some mystical spot here. Super hot mojo is definitely up there. East coast Jeff, um, absolutely just have to respect how Jeffy he is. What about so Tommy? Tope is a weird spot because Tope was mostly retired Maryland by the time he got also, here. Right? He's just a cool dude. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if we can claim him as San Diego, but he's definitely a legend of just being a chiller. Um, definitely a guy we like. Okami, probably, I would say, about like eighth, like right above Jeff. Um, and then, like, right. some sort of mystical mix of like Mojo, Dia, all of the various people that have like retired or semi retired, gotten to certain spots. Um, that I'm basically just, you know, unfairly biasing up to up to these magical spots. Um, you know, your Dr. Lights, your that sort of thing. Um, and then I probably have to put Khalid somewhere up there over time has really developed into a very, very powerful, powerful player. Um, and then I'm going to think about this when I when I see San Diego in like a week. And then I'm going to rethink this. Fun fact, uh, Leland was actually watching Kadoran play Slug. Um, at his bachelor party right before we were going out clubbing. Because, um, you know, like the table started at like 11.30 or 12, and Kadoran's watching Slug play, and obviously very impressed with Slug Kadoran, but he's like, hey, hey, Chroma, when's the next tournament? Can I still sign up for Wave Dash? Oh, wow. <laughs> you oh, know, so it, there's some interesting, some interesting stuff out there for sure. And I, I'm definitely forgetting a bunch of people. Uh, special favorite probably would be Destroya. AKA Princess yes. Toadstool. I love the Zach pick, number three. Very underrated player. Yeah. If he ever tried, man. Yeah, the things I've seen Zach do are just mind boggling. I'm going to sound like Aiden drunk at the at the major talking about Spud. But um, that's that's where I'll leave it there. That was a terrible answer. I'm sorry, Cleesh. We could talk about it more in detail. All as right. far as like boats of SD, that's a different story. Okay, we do have a second question. Uh, this one is coming from Sharp, Melee Sats patron and a sponsor and player. Let's go, Sharp. Uh, I feel like there's something unethical about that being I don't a care. player. And it's actually okay to pay your actually employer. rules to be nepotistic. <laughs> That's part of the benefit. Yeah, something like that. Uh, Sharp is asking, uh, what's or who has the most underrated Smash Twitter? 
that's such a good question you see the problem is when i think about like smash twitters i like or don't like i'm like well i really just like that person um, and these are really these are really hit or miss uh tweets like like for example there was one from ringler recently that i that i very much enjoyed and i thought changed the game um and it's possible that you read this and just do not like it at all um so it's it's really really hit or miss on that i'm always a big fan of nero dero now uh, it's it was somewhat you know less active lately um essie's twitter i think is very strong out of uh like you may not just get it um sorry i was i'm looking for the ringler tweet and i'm gonna pull it up and then i'm gonna post it in the chat with uh with you guys and uh i'll let you know what you think i don't know how can you like search through tweets that you like from other people it's a broken system it really is and then there are people that like i don't want to blow up uh like there's some people that probably a lot of people shouldn't know about but i enjoy <laughs> they would be best um i think a lot of people sleep on like like sam smaz yeah like i'm a big i'm a big smaz guy yeah I'm, I'm literally just gonna yes here it is all right so you're going to read this while i look through my timeline right now and i talk about people that i like and i'm sorry for this in advance everybody including jd our producer who does not deserve to see this huh okay <laughs> yeah I, I remember i remember seeing this <laughs> mm -hmm. jd bro what is this and that's and that's kind of why I think I shouldn't get to answer this question. Um, drunk Nick Yingling being sad is always a fun one for me. Um, yeah, really, anyone who posts a bunch of cool clips of the game, I think, is always is always super neat. And um, there are various people that do that. Okay. I think uh, a lot of the peaches. I think people don't appreciate the peaches. Pip, I think a lot of people don't appreciate Pip. Is that true? Well, I feel that way. I feel like people, like, you know, the people in random major Twitch chat, like, don't get how much of a goon Pip is. Yeah, maybe. And that makes me kind of sad. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, the people I thought were underrated, like, when I thought about this, like, six or seven years, or, like, four or five years ago, were, like, Slime, Envy. Not much of a hipster pick. And then people whose Twitters I didn't like because they bullied me on parody <laughs> accounts now have enough money to buy me and my family. So, I, like, what am I supposed to do, you know? They get too powerful. I, if I say something about that, I, hmm. you know. And then there are people I just like because I like seeing how they're doing. Like, I always like anything zoo-related, you know? Yeah. He's having a good time. It's raising cats. Um, yeah. But that's a bad answer. But uh, I, I just thinking about that. That's a tough question. There's is a very personal notion of that. But you did give a good amount of options. I think uh, you answered adequately, um, or at least a bunch of potential ones, even if you didn't have one answer. I got some really funny reply, guys. I got to go through and decide who to give credibility to. But go on, next question. All right, and this is the last one that we have for tonight. This one is from Koopa Troopa nine five. Let's go. No, no. Let's Let's go. 895. Did I say 895? Maybe it only came through on my end. I only heard 95. No, it's 895. Okay. All right. Well, his question is Chroma, um, just more or less, who do you take with you on another quote unquote Genesis bus? I assume this is like a road trip kind of thing or 
Like name yeah. your name your dream crew. I My suppose dream crew. that's how I'm interpreting the question. Is that all right? Is that what he's referencing yeah. or something else? I'm an older, smarter man. So basically, what happened was um, Marco, aka Oates, aka you know the producer of Major, legendary guy, um, commissioned a charter bus that would stop in San Diego twice, right? Or twice, yeah, Irvine. Um, at some point, Anaheim, I think, and then would stop at various points and drive you up to the major. And it was difficult to arrange, and it was affordable, and he really did us a solid. San Diego started drinking instantly. This was, you know, essentially a 10-hour bus ride, all things considered. And by about 10 o'clock, uh, the problem is, like, I, you know, I love the boys, but there's peer pressuring. And some peers were pressured. And so, like, Mythos, who is a lovable but tiny Ganon main, was, I think, just throwing up about 45 minutes in. So we get to Anaheim, which is not very far from San Diego. And the entire place, I mean, we've thrown up a lot. It's terrible. It looks like we died. I'm like, what happened to you? How long have you been on this bus? And so we're like, yeah, about 45 minutes. And so, like, I would put DJ Drift King, a.k.a. Tianyu, on this bus, but I also need to understand this would be a catastrophe if I allowed Tianyu on this bus again. So probably not good. Um, I would also probably not put some of the brutal people who picked up and, you know, I think Tianyu terrorized. That's probably a bad crew. Um, I do, of course, put Marco on this. Absolutely. Mm. Um, I like a lot of the UCLA gang. So like Zio and Mitchell. I'm actually staying with Zio, Mitchell, and Marco for Wave Dash. So they're absolutely on there. I have to have Dia. I have to have Mix. I can't wait to watch Dia's comedy special. That's going to be a great one. A uh, huge bunch of melee stats we definitely put on there. Uh, no minors. Not a good situation there. Sorry, um, Kingu. Yeah, like Ringler is a real mix. Like Ringler and Squid, I do love, but they're terrifying. And uh, I'm not sure if any of us would survive the bus when it comes down to it. Definitely a bad sign is if they went down to Phantom and were complaining in any way. Like, and I know I'm just repeating what, you know, Slime and Lud said on commentary, but they were like, yeah, Cody and Zane were, you know, kind of a little bit chirping about, you know, so complaints about this or that. If if that's if that's what it's going to be, that's a bad bus trip. You don't want that. Um, I definitely you know, picked I did, all of uh, you. I picked I Edwin read, to terrorize him. I did read about, like, uh, the most insane. I have to say, like, this is something that only the audience of this show and and we would find, like, very funny. I read a tweet a while ago from GeoGoat about like what their uh, bus ride up to one one of the Midwest tournaments was, and this is the crew in the car. Okay, I want you to envision this. This was like, I, I might be rusty on some of the details, but this was insane. Okay, it was GeoGoat, Kuyashi, Blue, and uh, oh my god, it was GeoGoat, Kuyashi, Blue no fluxes and like morse code or something that is like a that. nightmare blunt rotation yeah Blue is the most strongest soldier insane crew i've ever seen i've ever seen in my life i cannot imagine how like all like all of them in a car together like that's just that just so weird that's a nightmare yeah, i'm glad that like i'm glad that you were also able to just see the absurdity of all those people in a car it's a very niche thing. I think uh, there should be a war crime for whoever arranged that carpool. Yeah, that 
that was the first thing I thought of when when I read Koopa's question. I'll, I'll be honest, I I could not stop thinking of that insane Midwest car ride. That's <laughs> that's a terrifying one. I I can't even tell stories that I've heard from some of the Jersey and MDVA carpools because they would get many people I think arrested. But uh, in the the super exclusive deluxe uh, non-existent patron episode, I'll tell you. I think we got one more segment here, right, Edwin? Uh, yeah. So uh, this one, uh, you know, we like to remind the viewers, um, you know, and the um, I guess the listeners that we're people outside of Melee also. We have a lot of other interests, uh, a lot of other hobbies, time commitments. And we just like to talk about things that are going on in our life that has nothing to do with Melee. Um, this segment doesn't have an official name. The viewers, uh, you know, fans of the show typically call it something along the lines of touching grass. Oh, yeah, I know it now. It's yeah. very popular, very well named. It's a good named. brand. You should keep uh, it. Yeah, it's, it's very integral that we... So it's officially unnamed segment, but we call it touching grass. And uh, yeah, so I guess I'll start off this week with uh, my my touching grass uh, part. Um, yeah, so I, I mentioned last week that I moved into the suburbs. It was pretty nice, um, like the home. I've been spending a lot of time like reading again, which is nice. I brought a bunch of books with me, so I've been re rereading some stuff that I've. Uh, that I read in the past and like rereading it with a uh, kind of like a new eye is always very interesting. Um, there was a book a while ago that I, I read called like, it's time to fight dirty, how Democrats can win a lasting majority in like American politics. And I was just curious to read it. Um, yeah. So, so it's basically like written by this guy who comes up with all these, like his, his thesis is basically like, you know, the Republicans are playing a procedural game where they're essentially like doing things like, via like you know legislative obstruction and gerrymandering to essentially rig the electoral game against democrats and ensure that they hold a vast majority of like state legislatures and are able to basically block any attempt at like le legislation possible right so this is like something he says now his point is that like you know democrats are in danger it's like a typical like you know trump era like anti-gop stuff right like not nothing super groundbreaking if you talk to anyone today but like back in 2018 i guess like this is this is his approach this book came out it was very famous uh one of his uh one of his proposals was splitting california into seven different states and in, in addition to uh adding dc and puerto rico as states uh, he talks about abolishing the filibuster needing to pass like a new civil rights like uh voting act that's a bit more modern some interesting stuff in there i will say like reading this stuff in 2018 does kind of or like you know in or in 2022 knowing that was written 2018 does kind of make me feel a little bitter because like the way he talks about things sounds so simultaneously like you know it's because he's living in the moment he's magnifying it so it's easy it's kind of interesting to see what ended up turning out exactly how he predicted and what things he ended up being like completely wrong in like one thing that one thing that he mentioned in the book and that he said was of utmost was importance was like i forget the specific line but something along the lines of like it being very important for a stable democracy to have a sensible center-right coalition and the idea of like saying that in 2022 like you know american politics to like even like not not like a dsa circle or whatever yeah, right that is the democrats like fairly like you know loyal like democrat voters like that's a non-starter like nobody has Nobody has illusions about like this. What is this like the Halliburton New Way Dems at this point? 
I mean, yeah, like, it, it kind it, of exists. It's just I need to you know, cut both of you of, off. I'm like, sorry. Not like, like this is wait, go ahead. Yeah, Anyway, we're so dying I, over here. Hey, we. What have you been up to? Yeah, uh, I've been reading this outside. book. Outside, time in the suburbs. What? And I and I'm getting glasses. I guess that's the more important. Yeah, okay. and you're fighting okay. with your neighbor. Yeah, and I'm fighting. Do not the get me truest American that. tradition. I I like so now get when it's past Edwin's bedtime. Now I will say I stayed up till four a.m. so I could do this show. It's insane. But uh, what have I been up to? I'm stuck in England. <laughs> I'm almost out. Oh, I didn't know about that. Uh, <laughs> Why didn't you mention it? I, 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 I yeah. Well, that's that's kind of what I've what I've been up to. Um, because I'm stuck in England, I've had not a lot to do, and uh, I've been watching a lot of the boys. I caught up on that. I have a lot of thoughts on the show. Um, I think that it's not as good as it thinks it is. It is, uh, and it thinks it's a lot more smart. Uh, like thinks it's smarter than it is. Um. And like way more clever, <laughs> but I don't think it's a bad show. I think it is a good show, but I, I I don't think I'll use that as my example, as my as my moment. I think that like while it being stuck in my room means that I did have a ton of time to watch this stuff. It might be true on like a pure hourly basis that this was the thing I did most, but it seems really fucking fucked to like go to a different country spend a week there and go, this is what I've been doing most watching a show. So I'll say I'll use my moment as I had two great days in London. You know, um, I still think uh, this country is horrible, but it was very fun to be in a, in a big city with great public, tra- well, good public transportation. I don't know if I say great, someone in the Netherlands are like, uh, yeah, actually <laughs> better, you know, uh, actually you've never here. been to ours. Um, you have never been to the Netherlands, <laughs> but it was it was good to be able to get to places easily. Um, SF is a very fun travel buddy. Is very fun. Uh, we goat. went to the Tate. The Tate was was super fun there. Um, also, I got here and I've never flown internationally before. I've never uh, been outside the country. Uh, I was like, I was like, okay, guys, I'll be in customs for a little bit. Um, I thought I entered the country illegally because the customs was um, like a door that said, walk through here if you have nothing to declare. And so I did. And I thought that that would like lead me to a path to speak to someone. No, that was it. It just like led to an exit. So I like I literally just walked through a door that was customs and I got out and I was like, I think I'm here illegally. They're going to find me. They're going to like say I, I walked past <laughs> customs. But no, I guess I'm that's just how right it now. was. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had a I had a good time. Um, oh I got lost really like really early on to to my like only trip in the country without uh without ever having like internet, which is uh, annoying. But um, yeah, no, I I had a good time and. Um, I think I had one good meal. <laughs> uh, Okamid and I got the pork belly and udon, so that Ooh, was very yeah. fun. But uh, yeah, I, I would I I think like on a pure time basis, unfortunately, watching TV shows and watching movies has been what I've been doing most of, um, and sleeping. I've been sleeping like ten hours a day because there's nothing else to do. But in spirit, I will say traveling around London. 
I'm glad you got rest and you're feeling a little bit better. I hope you get to go around a little bit tomorrow. At the very least. I'll get to walk around lovely Stoke on Trent. Stoke on Trent. There's a Stoke subway Trent. next to my hotel. Hell yeah. Like a like the subway restaurant. I might go oh, hit up okay. get a uh get a that might be bad. Meatball sub. That's actually a good question. I don't really think I've been doing all that much. I think we talked like I have I been on the show since the bachelor party? No. Okay. Yeah, I guess that was a bigger thing. Uh Rock Leland is getting married in two weeks. And so we went on a bachelor party and there were just entirely too many people. I feel like we I feel like I used this last time. I can't remember why I feel like I've talked about this, but I'm just having Jamaze be or what but um so that was fun. I got to see a bunch of people. It was really exciting to see them. And you know, I am really looking forward to Wave Dash. That is a big one for me. As we're talking, Spark and Meds are both asking uh, if I have housing. And I have to sadly explain to everyone I'm not like from San Diego anymore. But I'm so excited to be back all day there for like 40 hours altogether. Um, really have been looking forward to that. Other than that, I've been at home with my cat. And I think I've learned how to communicate with her with my mind. And we just watch Goodfellas mm-hmm. a bunch. She really likes Goodfellas. I think it's because um, Ray Liotta talks like a cat. You're tempting Edwin, and he is not taking the bait. I know. I'm proud of him. He's we can't have a three-hour episode. We can't. All right, but that's going to do it for me. I've really been pretty boring lately. <laughs> I guess I've been reading The End of Policing, but come on. I think Edwin already took the political book segment of Touching Grass. <laughs> I read The End of Policing a bit ago. It's an interesting book. I also read a review calling it uh, Shitlib Propaganda. On Goodreads, and I was like, "Who are these people?" Like, that is yeah, that's all you can say about that. You're cut off. <laughs> where are they coming from? All right, Chroma, where do where can the people follow you uh, if they want to know what what you're up to and see uh, funny jokes and? All I got that. a I got a Twitter again, uh, Chrome O nine, like Chrome O H N I N E, all spelled out. I I made it again for Panda Cup. They told me I couldn't tweet Nintendo stuff. I found a PTAS <laughs> Nintendo tweet that I'm gonna retweet when I'm mad. At him, I can't. I can't do it. But you've all you've all seen it. You know which one I'm talking about. It's still up. Um, so that's going up there. Um, and then you're gonna catch me at Wave Shine. I'm uh, sorry, Wave Dash. I always think it's called Wave Shine. It's too close to Shine. Yeah, Wave Dash. I will be doing some commentary there. Um, and you may also see me at something else that happens in August, depending on how the bribes go through. Nice. Yeah. All right, we you want me to uh, end the show and uh, yeah. close it out, or do you want to do it? No, you're you're running the show today. All right, cool. Well, if you like Chroma, you like me and Wheat, and uh, you want to revisit this episode, or you're just tuning in late and you want to see, you know, what all the discussion that you missed out on, you can find this uploaded on Spotify sometime, uh, you know, Wednesday afternoon, or you can go to YouTube, type in Melee Stats Archives and visit that channel. That's typically where we upload all our podcasts, as well as a lot of cool side footage at events and everything like that. If you want to check out our other YouTube channel, which is our main channel for long-form documentaries, you can go right to the Melee Stats channel, where you can watch videos like the game Nintendo Wishes Never Made, or When Mew King Lost to Bowser, Prince of Boo versus Flop. Michael versus Bananas, all that jazz over there. If you want to see what we're doing every day, you can follow us at Melee Stats Pod, where we post links to articles on our website, as well as 
share tournament results every day from what happened the day before as part of our last night in melee series if you want to see our website to read articles like monday morning marth and when's melee just go to meleestats.co and you can catch up on basically all the community headlines and analysis that you need and if you really love our work and you just want to show a little bit of support you can visit us at patreon.com edward why are you so sad which is uh this is the saddest call to action it's, i've it's ever also heard of like, it's also like the longest it's ever been i'm just relaxed it's like it's almost 4 30 over here and you're just like ad-libbing stuff now you're uh <laughs> oh, it's mad because he's taking long i'm saying edwin is just so clearly unhappy to be plugging i'm not unhappy i'm just taking my time like I'm a funeral dirt <laughs> Time. I'm chilling. All right. Well, don't you... forget the the Discord. Catch up well, on all that. Stop name searching, everybody. It's gonna drag yeah, you. If, uh, if you're a top player, or you're you're like, not even a top player, if you're like moderately competent at the game, and you name search yourself in our Discord, just know that uh you're not that, not that good. You're not that important. I mean, yeah, you know, we're you're probably gonna have your results in here a lot. No, yeah. um, let me give a special shout out to everyone who joined off of the British name searching tweet today. Uh, let's see. Wow. Holy shit. Uh, Frisia, Beckman joins every day, but that's fine. Frisia, Swish, Lil Fruzy, Raul, Jamie, Larfin. I'm so appalled is actually a homie. I, yeah. Uh, Gen26, Ricks, uh, NVZ. I'm going to say the Z now. Uh, Frigid, <laughs> a Bonfire 10, uh, Risky, Lawn Arms, uh, Prandy's the State Farmer. I don't recognize most of these snake is here now yeah just a lot of people who are now just here to name search and i just want you to know mela chilena man will beat all of you musco god is an extinction level event for your regions good night good night <laughs> see us good night everyone